to all you brothers taking long trips down south, Virginia, Baltimore, all around the world, and your girl gets this message that you ain't coming back. She's sitting back in a room, the lights is off, she's crying, and in my voice for the night, and this is what I told her for you. Every time I make a run, girl, you turn around and cry. I ask myself why, oh why? See, you must understand, I can't work a nine to five. So I'll be gone till November. Said I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl you I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl you I'll be gone till November. January, February, March, April, May. I see you crying, but girl I can't stay. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. And give a kiss to my mother. When I come back, there'll be no need to clock. I have enough money to buy out the blocks Tell my brother go to school in September So he won't mess up in summer school in the summer Tell my cousin Jerry wear his condom If you don't wear condom, you see a red rum Oh, 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 you suffer MCs, you got no flow I heard your style, you got S-O-S-O Every time I make a run, girl, you turn around and cry I ask myself, why, oh, why? Must understand, I can't work a nine to five, so I'll be gone till November. Said I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl, you I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. I'll be gone till November. You tell my girl, you I'll be gone till November. Just a
Friday. Welcome to the Friday Mix on Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go. It's a mashup of songs today. Hope you're ready for the weekend. I am. everyone slept well with a player like you wherever you are in the world thank you for checking in now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow, but I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra, and since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem, all of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pulled me back to that McDonald's, took it to my stash spot, 560. Got a lot of stories for you this morning. Cruising down A Street. Gotta get our minds ready, warm up. K is from Texas, me I'm out that bed stop, home of that boy Biggie, now I live on Billboard, and I brought my boys with me, say what up to Tata, still sipping my tie, sitting courtside, Nicks and Nets give me high five, I be spiked out, I could trip a referee, tell by my attitude that I most definitely from Nothing that you cannot do. Just put your mind to it. Believe in yourself. You can get it done. She got a Yankee game. That made the Yankee have more famous than the Yankee. Yeah, started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team in. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Yeah, I done kept it real from the jump. Living at my mama's house, we'd argue every month. I was, I was trying to get it on my own. Working all night, traffic on the way home. And my uncle calling me like, where you at? I gave you the keys, so you bring it right back. I just, I just think it's funny how it goes. Now I'm on the road, half a million for a show And we started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now my whole team here Started from the bottom, now we're here Started from the bottom, now the whole team here Started from the bottom, now we're here You gotta start from somewhere There's no way you can start at the top <laughs> That's a guaranteed failure Start at the bottom, work your way up Brick by brick, build it up Nevertheless, I'm hella fresh, rolling joints like a cigarette. So pass it across the table like ping pong. I'm gone, beating my chest like King Kong. And some wrap my lips around the phony. And when it comes to getting another stogie, fools all kick in like Shinobi. Know me ain't my homie to begin with. It's too many hands to be. Probably let my friend hit bit. 
Unless you pull out the fat crispy Five dollar bill on the real before it's history Cause fools be having a vacuum lungs And if you let them hit it for free you help It's a mashup of songs today Songs that I like Going down in the Friday mix right here on Coffee and Toe Got me throwing Keep it locked. Like with a bomb at. Give me headlines coming up shortly. Suck up the dank like a slurpee. The serious bomb will make a nigga go delirious like Eddie Murphy. I got more growing pains than Maggie. Cause homies nag me to take the dank out of the bag. Logged on to the quality music zone, QMZRadio.com, where it's always good music. Thank you to everyone listening on JohnnoRadio.com, and thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Toe, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram, moments on the score with on the score me on the score media, and on TikTok, moments with me media. And the mean everything is. They try to play all that man. It's for every time they try to said that we made it to Friday. But not this man. Happy Friday! Make it smooth like lotion, yeah, the ritual. Highway to heaven from seven or seven. He's got me open like seven eleven. And yes, it's me that he's always choosing. With him, I'm never losing. And he, ladies, if you got a good man, let him know. Man, if you are a good man, let those ladies know. Squeeze in one more and then we're gonna go ahead and get started with the headlines. Keep it locked. Oh, 
we are, yeah I said it we are This is Rock Nation, pledge your allegiance Get your boutiques on, all black everything Black cards, black cars, all black everything And our girls are black first, riding with they diligence I can't more in depth if you boys really real enough This is La Familia, I'll explain later But for now let me get back to this paper I'm a couple bands down and I'm trying to get back I gave Doug a grip, I lost a flip for five stacks yeah, I'm talking five comma six zero shot zero zero up Back to running circles round Now we squared up Hold up Life's a game but it's not fair I break the rules so I don't care I keep doing my own thing Walking tall against the rain Victories within the mile Almost there, don't give a shout Only thing that's on my mind Is who gonna run this town tonight It's a dangerous love affair Can't be scared when it goes down Got a problem, tell me now Only thing that's on my mind Is who's on Music is really powerful Puts you in a state of mind, huh? Can lift you up Make you get ready to make moves We are, yeah I said it, we are This is Rock Nation So be careful what you listen to Get your teeth on, all black everything Black cards, black cards, all black everything And our girls are black first, riding with they diligence I can't more in depth if you boys really real enough This is La Familia, I'll explain later But for now, let me get back to this paper I'm a couple bands down and I'm trying to get back I gave Doug a grip, I lost a flip for five stacks Yeah, I'm talking five comma six zeros dot zero Back to running circles well, now we squared up, hold up Life's a game but it's not fair I break the rules so I don't care So I keep doing my own thing Walking tall against the rain Victories within the mile Almost there, don't give a shout Only thing that's on my mind Is who gonna this town tonight Life is a game but it's not fair I break the rules so I don't care I'ma keep doing my own thing Walking tall against the rain Victory is within the mile, folks Don't you dare give up We're gonna go ahead and get into the headlines Here's what we have coming up for you today In the Caribbean corn, a taxi protest fizzles as many drivers ignore the call to stay home, and that's in Jamaica. Jamaica would have collapsed under PNP during COVID, says the Prime Minister. Norman Manley Law School concerned with constitutionality of pre-charge detention under new bail legislation. Krispy Kreme is heading to Kingston in 2023 and Sandals is set to hire 3,000 people in the next five years. And prayers up for Freddie McGregor as he is on the mend. We're going to have more stories in the Caribbean corner. On the international scene, a politician slaps a woman MP in Senegal Parliament, sparking a brawl. Listen, is it a requirement? In um 
Caribbean countries and African countries for us to have no behavior as a politician. Oh my gosh. In news out of North America, a Canadian man is charged in the deaths of three more indigenous women. Five gang members plead guilty to the murder of Bronx teen Alessandro Jr. Guzman Feliz. San Francisco passes law to allow police officers to use deadly remote-controlled robots. And Mitch McConnell shuts down Donald Trump's presidential bid after his Kanye West meeting. Those and more. Believe it or not, stories. Male warden of a California woman's prison accused of running a rape club in Dublin. And I think that's Dublin, Ireland. Well, here's some good news for those of us who love to drink wine, myself included. Wine drinkers have better memory health, and that's according to a new study. Yay for me! I'm happy to hear that. Gives me a little encouragement. In business and tech news, Kanye West's Twitter account has been suspended after Elon Musk says it violated rule against incitement to violence. I thought it was free for all over there. <laughs> I don't even think he knows what he wants to do. We're going to have the details of these stories and more coming up right after a little more in the Friday Mix. Ready or not, here I come, you can't hide Gonna find you and take it slowly Ready or not, here I come, you can't hide Gonna find you and make you yeah. want me Now that I escape, sleep, walk away yeah. Those who correlate know the world they kick Jail bars ain't golden gates those who fake, they break When they meet their 400 pound mate If I could rule the world Everyone would have a gun And together, of course We get the up and on their horse Kick around, drink and moonshine I pour a sip on the concrete Put it at cease, but no, don't weep Why Clef's in a state of sleep Thinking about the robbery that I did last week Money in the bag, banker look like a drag I wanna play with Pelicans from here to Baghdad Gun blast, think fast, I think I'm hit My girl pinched my hips to see if I still exist I think not, I'll send a letter to my friends A born again hooligan, only to be king again Ready or not, here I come, you can't hide Gonna find you and take it slowly Ready or not, here I come, you can't hide Gonna find you and make you want me I play my enemies like a game of chess where I rest No stress, Yo, now it's downtown clubbing, ladies night Seen shorty, she was crazy right And I approached baby light Mom, what's your age and type? She looked at me and said, you's a baby, right? I told her, I'm 18 and live a crazy life Plus I tell you what the 80s like And I know what the ladies like Need a man that's polite, listens and takes advice I could be all three, plus I can lay the pipe 
Come with me, come stay tonight She looked at me laughing Like boy, your game is tight I'm laughing back like sure you're right Get in the car And don't touch nothing Sit in the car Let's discuss something Either we loving or I see you tomorrow Now we speeding up the west side Hand creeping up the left side I'm ready to do it Ready to bone Ready for dome 55th exit Damn, damn, already we home Now let's get it on hey, Let's slide. Alright. And we gon' get it on tonight. You smoke. I smoke. I drink. Me too. Good. Cause we gon' get hot tonight. Got drops. Got clothes. Got trucks. Got jeans. Alright. Hope y'all ready for the weekend. If you're not, hope the music helps to get you there. You're inside the Friday mix. It's a mashup of songs today. In no particular order. Thank you to everyone. Listening online, thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Thank you to everyone logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Thank you to everyone listening on JohnNoRadio.com. Thank you, Clubhouse, for rocking with me. Always appreciate you. Hi, Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. And coming up right after this mashup, we're going to get into the details. We're starting off with Caribbean Border or Caribbean News.
Perched up in the Caribbean corner, stores out of Jamaica. Taxi protest fizzles as many drivers ignore the call to stay home. Story courtesy of Jamaica.LootNews.com. A hurriedly called protest by One Voice Association of Transport Investors and Operators. Over the length of time, the government is taking to grant a traffic ticket amnesty fizzled out on Thursday. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. One Voice Association of Transport Investors and Operators in, on Wednesday called for taxi and bus drivers across the country to withdraw their services for two days in an effort to force the government to move quickly on the matter. However, the move was not supported by other major associations representing transport operators, preventing it from picking up steam. Communication director for One Voice, Oscar Finnegan, said on Thursday afternoon that approximately 90% of taxi operators were out, only 10% staying home in some places. And in some areas, it can be said that there is a full 100% of operators that are working. So the stay home order that was given by the One Voice organization has not been accepted by members. We remember two weeks ago, bus and taxi drivers withdrew their services, forcing some schools and businesses to close their doors. Private sector organizations had reported then that the country lost around 50% of production during the two-day protest. Um, <laughs> what I'm going to say is this. I said it yesterday. Just put on the tickets. Keep it moving. Y'all had an amnesty before. Y'all did nothing about it. Y'all ignored. And now y'all want another amnesty. Get your act together. And um, One Voice Association of Transport Investors and Operators, it would have been better if you had a meeting with all the heads of the different transport uh, or transportation organizations before embarking on a call to protest, right? You got to be organized in, whenever you're doing something. Right. Don't go out on a limb by yourself when you know that there are several bodies involved. Right. There's strength in numbers and there is a strategy to doing things. All right. So sorry it didn't work out for you. Better luck next time. Our next story, over 40 more could die from crashes in December, says PSOJ VP. Vice President of the Private Sector Organization of Jamaica, PSOJ, Dr. Paris Lou Ayi, has warned that over 40 more people could die from motor vehicle crashes before the end of the year. And this is based on current trends. He gave the warning on Wednesday during a PSOJ public order and safety press briefing. At the time of the press briefing, 431 persons had been killed from 375 fatal crashes since the start of the year. There is usually a spike in both motor vehicle crashes and deaths over the Christmas period. Liu Ai pointed to reckless driving and failure to obey traffic signs as being among the factors that are contributing to the high excuse me, number of road deaths in Jamaica each year. He noted that on average, 1.29 people die each day from traffic crashes and explained the reasoning behind his projection that over 40 more road deaths could be recorded during December. That is on track 
for us to hit 473. That is down from four, from the 484 last year, but that's still 473. Too many people dying on our roads. A new road traffic act with much more stringent penalties for breaches is soon to take effect as the authorities move to rein in the carnage on the roads. It's sad that he has to project those numbers. Um, but when I see how people operate on the roads in Jamaica, granted, I prefer driving in Jamaica than here in the U.S., right? Much preferred. When, when I'm on the North Coast, on the highways, oh, I, I don't play because people are reckless, right? People are creating lanes that don't exist. Um, they're turning the soft shoulder into a full lane. They're overtaking in blind spots. It's just ridiculous. And everybody thinks they can beat the next vehicle. Um, at night, oh, Lord help us. Never, I don't know if any of you have any of you have ever heard the saying, never judge the speed of light because you don't know how fast that vehicle is coming towards you? Make it a rule of thumb. I don't play with that. Um, yeah. People are taking, overtaking around corners. Come on, folks. It's senseless driving, reckless driving, a total disregard for your own life and the lives of those who are in the vehicle with you. All right, so we hope that the number will not, the prediction will not be met. We really hope and we're keeping our fingers crossed. But if y'all don't get it together, unfortunately, his prediction could come true. Next up, Jamaica would have collapsed under PNP during COVID, says Prime Minister Holness. <laughs> That's a presumptuous statement to make. Let's see what he what else he had to say. Holness made the remark as he sought to fend off criticisms from those weaponizing garbage collection and disclosed that the government had to prioritize the health sector during the deadly pandemic. If this pandemic had hit any other government, the prospect of collapse of the government would be real. That's what he told the audience on Wednesday during the handing over of 50 new garbage trucks. And I go as far as to make another statement. If this pandemic had hit a PNP government, the country would have certainly collapsed, he declared. The Jamaica Labour Party leader has been defending his administration's stewardship in all areas of governance, including crime. Over the past few days, raising the political atmosphere in the country ahead of local government elections, which are due by February 2023. For weeks, there has been widespread outrage by many residents and the opposition PNP over inadequate lack of garbage collection in several communities across the country. Holness said the government had to cut the plan to purchase 100 garbage trucks due to the allocation of resources to other sectors, among them being health. The government also lost $75 billion in revenues, he indicated. However, Holness said his government took the right decisions carried, and those decisions carried us through the pandemic safely. 
And we're not having what is normally called a U-shaped recovery. As a result, the government was only able to purchase and hand over 50 garbage trucks. Well, isn't it the job of the opposition to always criticize? Always? One thing I can tell them they're consistent with, though, the opposition, is... um. They rarely have solutions while criticizing, rarely. I'm not saying never, not saying never, rarely, right? Um, I don't know if I, you know something, I may have to agree with him. I don't know how well they would have handled it. Hmm, yeah. Um, what I will hope for is that if the PNP ever has the opportunity to go back in power, um, that they see to it that the checklist of things that they have against the JLP administration, they make sure that they get everything done. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to leave that one right there. Progress made on several recommendations in Patterson Report, says Education Minister. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM. Education Minister Favel Williams gave an update on the progress of the implementation of recommendations from the 2021 Orlando Patterson Report on Education on Thursday. She notes that the ministry has been able to make gains out of five of the seven areas recommended for development. A proposed education philosophy has been created. The minister was speaking at a quarterly, and I'm trying to pull up the article here. Bear with me one moment. Let me get this going so we can hear what she has to say. But the minister was speaking at the quarterly press conference of the Education Transformation Oversight Committee. Mr. Williams says the recommendation for the licensing of teachers is at an advanced stage. This, along with enabling the Jamaica Teaching Council to act as the sole entity to issue teacher licenses. As for the management of education information, Williams says a firm has been engaged to manage that process. She also added that funding has been obtained from the International Development Bank to facilitate the strategic review of the ministry's structure in identifying inefficiencies. And I'm going to play the clip. Here we go. Says the recommendation for the licensing of teachers is at an advanced stage. This, along with enabling the Jamaica Teaching Council to act as the sole entity to issue teacher licenses. I'm happy to report that we have been working on at this for some time now because legislation takes time. We are now in Parliament with the Jamaica Teaching Council Bill. It's going through the rigors of a joint select committee being examined clause by clause. It is a time-consuming process. The joint select committee was started in February of this year. We are in December, and I think we're only about 75% of the way there. We have our sights set on the first quarter of next year. As for the management of education information, Williams says a firm has been engaged to manage that process. 
An oversight committee was established last month. Uh, there's data gathering sessions that are being conducted. And I know because the system, the EMIS we call it, um, already exists and is in use all across the world, that we will be able to um, take it on and um, tailor it to our needs. The report says that this is critically needed because while we have a lot of data at the ministry, every time we need it, it's just great effort to put it together. There's no system that you could go to and quickly collate the data. Williams adds that funding has been obtained from the International Development Bank to facilitate the strategic review of the ministry's structure in identifying inefficiencies. She notes that work is being done to increase the quality of teaching and learning with 300 early childhood teachers to benefit from training for this academic year. In updating the nation about the improvement of the curriculum, it was disclosed that a total of 248 schools are underperforming. And they have been specifically targeted under the school improvement framework. And I want to say to Jamaicans, we have no shortage of data in the ministry. We know down to the level of the child who is underperforming, who is outperforming. What we're, we have not been good at over the years is that hand-holding for that child that really needs it. Individualized learning for those children. Meanwhile, the education minister has announced a proposed education philosophy, one of the recommendations from the Patterson Report. Education in Jamaica is designed to support the holistic development of each person, focused on their intellectual, social, moral, physical, emotional, and spiritual development through diverse and equitable educational opportunities and inclusive developmental pathways, a love for learning and humanity is engendered, resulting in citizens of moral and cultural excellence and the requisite competence for them to thrive in a changing world while contributing purposefully to the harmonious life of families and the development of communities, their country, and the world at large. Norigay Banton for Nationwide News. All right. So, um... What I'm grateful for is that they recognize the deficiencies that exist because there are and they are seeking to address them. Now, it's not going to be the snap of a finger or the snap of our fingers or the waving of a magic wand for things to be corrected. So um, I'm sure and I would hope that there is a POA in place, a plan of action in place with uh, realistic timelines. And I say realistic timelines, given the existing circumstances and situations that they have to maneuver, um, they want to set these timelines and have consistent progress reports. Right? So, um, go, go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Javette. Excuse me. Um, You're back at work today, Javon? Actually, it started yesterday, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> can you hear it in my voice? Yes, I yeah. can. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Was it this week or last week that you read that they were closing schools? Yes, yes. So is this um, a change from the prior, the prior story? 
so the chain the yes this well this is separate let us say this is separate the other story and it was this week as a matter of fact the other story mentioned um children between the ages of zero to six so that's basic schools or and infant schools some are closing because children are not going to school so her report now is primarily based on the schools that are open and open and functioning and um have attendance have enrollment right so i'm not sure if the report that was made yesterday was it yesterday or the day before falls under this particular umbrella or if that's something separate that i'm not um 100% sure on but i'm sure as time progresses um as a matter of fact we do have another story let us see if something is said in this one with reference to that all right javed and then we can see all right not a problem my pleasure education minister fable williams has called out school boards that are not paying enough attention to reports from the national education inspectorate nei on the status of their institutions and are neglecting to ensure that school improvement plans are in place speaking at a press conference at the office of the prime minister on thursday williams said the nei has been faithfully producing reports but the reports have not been faithfully used across the school system although the reports contain critical information such as the effectiveness of school administrators and teaching support students performance level in national and regional tests and provide a ranking of each school williams said i believe that if we were religiously adhering to looking at these reports and looking at the things that need to be done we would not be where we are today having to do another deep dive into the sector whenever we speak to our boards we bring to their awareness the need for them to be very familiar with the nei report the press conference was called to provide an update on the work of the education transformation oversight committee which was set up to address recommendations outlined in the professor orlando patterson chaired education transformation commission Williams stressed that boards should be discussing with school administrators their improvement plans and reviewing them at their meetings. That is what we have to get all 1000 of our boards to really embrace and begin to do. If not, we are not going to see the improvements that we want to see in our schools, she said. Williams told the Jamaica Observer after the press conference that although boards have been given specific instructions regarding the treatment of nei reports tighter requirements are needed this is where our education officers come in who visit the schools regularly and are in with the principals they attend to board meetings they as well should be providing the support to our boards uh she did say the ministry is now reviewing the existing processes to determine where they may be gaps so so far uh hold on let me see let me go down because that is all addressing the article the next section is the article before okay here she says um that 300 early childhood teachers are going to receive training 248 underperforming schools are being targeted for an improvement framework while teachers and students have been provided 
with thousands of computer devices. The ministry has also been conducting critical repairs and maintenance to school plans, expanding broad, broadband infrastructure, and investing in new software platforms. Hmm. No mention, Ajavet, about the school closures or children not going to schools. But as I said, I do hope that it is on, it will be addressed whether it's under the umbrella or not. I, I, it needs, it's something that is of extreme grave importance because if children are not getting the foundation that's needed, we're doomed. The future not looking too pretty. All right. So it's a lot for them to take on. It is a lot. I did say there are a couple of people I'm going to try to connect with over the weekend to get some insight. One um, is one person that I want to try and get in touch with uh, is a school principal in what you call the country parts of Jamaica. I want to hear her take on what's going on because I know from time to time she has aired concerns about people not sending their children out to school and one thing that she did mention was um parents saying they don't have any money to give their children breakfast and she said send them to school send them just the same we'll take care of that you know she is fortunate enough to be in a position where she's able to um help them get help for them She's able to get help for them so that they get breakfast. And there's also the program that the Ministry of Education has where they provide lunch for them at school as well. So I know meals, proper meals, nutrition, I should say, let me, let me term it the right way, is an issue as well for some parents. You know, um, make some cornmeal porridge, oatmeal porridge, banana porridge. Plant in porridge, make some porridge, boil an egg, and give that to your children. You know? Especially if you live in a country. It can't be so hard to grow two chicken. That's how I look at it. But um, I applaud her for seeing to it that all her children show up. And, but she goes above and beyond, Javette. And then the other person that I want to speak with works in the Ministry of Education. Her portfolio... Um, involves securing ventures with Japan. Building, they've been building schools in Jamaica, basic schools, um, I think, and renovating uh, primary schools, if I'm not mistaken, but I'll double check with her. Both of them are, um, we all went to school together. So I'm going to try and touch base with them to see what's going on, Javette, if I can get more information. I mean, we all know it's not going to be an overnight fix. Right. But I was just, you know, questioning. Yeah. And, 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 and to tell the parents that a closed mouth don't get fed. Facts. So don't be ashamed to say, well, this is one reason my child is not going to school. Or don't even wait until then. Just, just go up to the school and speak to somebody. Yep. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, it's easy for us to just sit down as I, and I think it was, 
I believe it was yesterday, Javet, we spoke about it. It's easy for us to sit down with our hands on our jaws, right? And I made reference to the fact that when we don't have no water, we know how to set a drum or something to catch water when rain falls, right? We know how to switch into survival mode. Why don't we have that same approach when it comes to our children? I think there is a huge lack mentality when it comes to children uh, we don't try enough to see what we can do with the little that we have um, back in the old time days parents grandparents or great grandparents didn't have much either but they made do and they sought to it that their children had a better outcome than they did right and the goal is for each generation to do better ultimately that's the goal right we don't have to have a lot I think about our mindset is that we have to have a whole barrage of things to be able to move forward. And that's not the case at all. All right. Okay. Norman Manley Law School concerned with constitutionality of pre-charge detention under new bail legislation. The Norman Manley Law School is raising concerns about this. Well, there are certain aspects that they're concerned about. However, the attorney representing the school, Meridian Kohler, raised concerns about the possibility of pre-charge detention. According to Ms. Kohler, a pre-charge defendant essentially has fewer rights than an individual charged with a crime. Pre-charge detention is among some of the new provisions under the Bail Act expected to significantly improve the ability of the state of prosecuting crimes. It is expected that this will be used to target individuals who have been suspected of a crime. It will allow the state to hold them in order to gather evidence toward laying a formal charge. The opposition has also come out in support of the scheme within specific circumstances. However, Ms. Kola says, as represented in a bail act, a person's right to liberty is likely to be breached. Ms. Kola contends that a pre-charged defendant under the proposed law would essentially be better off if he was charged with a crime. She also questioned the time frame in the legislation which could see someone on a pre-charge bail for as long as six months. Ms. Kola suggested options to the pre-charge scheme such as release under investigation. Okay, well all hands on deck. Let's make sure we have some resolve. Here goes another child missing. Now a 16-year-old. This just came in. 16-year-old girl reported missing from Almond Town. What's up with these missing children, man? An Ananda alert has been activated for 16-year-old Rihanna Leslie of Liverpool Street, Almond Town, Kingston 4, who has been missing since Thursday. She is of brown complexion, slim build, and about 5 feet 1 inch tall. Reports from the Almond Town Police are that at about 8 a.m., Rihanna was last seen at home wearing a white blouse, brown tunic, and a pair of black shoes. She has not been heard from since. Anyone knowing the whereabouts of Rihanna Leslie is being asked to contact the Almond Town Police or go to the nearest police station or call 119. It's like, isn't this the second one for the week or the third one for the week? First, there was a little boy that was wandering. He was, and then they found him in um, Ocherios from 
Kingston or Spanish Town, but they found him in Ocho Rios. Yesterday, there was another young lady, well, a 12 or 13-year-old girl. Now, here we go with a 16-year-old. Why is this becoming a normal thing? Missing, missing, missing. I sincerely hope that each child is found safe and can go back home. Sandals, oh, but, but before we get to sandals, um, there is Krispy Kreme is heading to Jamaica. Oh, yeah. And I'm just waiting for it to load. So let me go on to sandals in the meantime while Krispy Kreme loads up. I guess because they're not there yet. It's taken a little while. Sandals is set to hire 3,000 people in the next five years. Story courtesy of JamaicaObserver.com. As Sandals Resorts International continues to pursue expansion plans over the next three to five years, it will hire 3,000 more employees to help execute its vision. 300 of them will be at management level, and they will be on the job within the next three years, according to an upbeat SRI executive chairman, Adam Stewart. There is more happening in tourism than has ever been happening in our history. At this moment, as we look forward, we recovered very strongly from COVID and are continuing to recover, he told a gathering of mostly high school students during the Jamaica Youth Tourism Summit held at the Montego Bay Convention Center on Thursday. All we need from you is the right attitude. We will train you to be your best self and an incredible professional. In a post-event interview with the Jamaica Observer, for which he is also the executive chairman, Stewart said, if people come in with skills, that's a plus. Often it means that they can move a little faster, but truthfully, the company is just looking for the right attitude. We have the training machinery and the skills in any one of our resorts across the Caribbean to be able to define the superpowers within each of our team members. So for us, the resume is very important, but certainly the attitude is more important. And then we will find and train and skill you up to as high as you want to go, all paid for by the company. Let me say that again. So for those who like to hit out at the stewards, all paid for by the company. Okay. Like their pairs in the rest of the world, stakeholders in the local tourism industry are grappling with a shortage of skilled labor. With major hotel projects planned for Jamaica, more than 6,000 rooms are now being built or renovated. That shortfall in workers is expected to worsen unless action is taken to increase the supply. Sandals Duns River, which is scheduled to open its doors next year, is among the projects underway. And according to Stewart, almost 1,000 of the staff will that sri will hire will join the team there almost 50 of them will be managers because of the sophistication of the services offered there are incredible opportunities from retail and spa to it water sports banquets food and beverage rooms division other projects in the pipeline include the expansion of sandals negril beaches negril and the new beaches runaway bay in Jamaica, of course, right? And their plans for the rest of the Caribbean. So, we complain. 
without knowing what people are working on. But um, good job, Sandals. What I, I'm not sure if companies, a lot of companies still do this, but when I was in high school, um, during the summer or Christmas or and Easter, I want to think Easter too, but if not during Christmas, I know for sure summer months, you could do internships in um, companies. They would have you come in and you work to get that experience. And with getting that experience, it also would help uh, with your being able to make a decision exactly what field you wanted to get into. And you were paid. You were paid. Um, <laughs> I remember I did a couple of stints with NCB. Um, yeah, did my stints with them. And I realized I liked banking. And I went into banking. Um, there are people I know who went into tourism and stayed in tourism and excelled in tourism so i don't know if corporations are still doing this where they um have high schoolers if you're in the 10th and 11th grade um if your school doesn't have a sixth form if the, your school has a sixth form they take from 10 to upper sixth where you're able to go in and get that work experience in different departments if it's still going on good and i would strongly encourage people to take advantage of that you know we complain that there are no jobs we complain that there are no opportunities but sometimes as you said um javette closed mouths don't get fed sometimes we don't go out and seek and the first thing we like to complain about is lack of money that pays the pay and uh, cut it but i was having a conversation with someone yesterday and this is true you start and i think we've said it here before many people live at home right many of these homes are handed handed down passed on from generation to generation now if five of you work in the home, and let's say everybody is making $60,000 a month, let's say that's what it is. Is it the best? No. But if everybody's making $60,000 a month and five of you are in, in the home, you're going to tell me that the five of you can't pool your resources together because your expense may just be water, light, and credit on your phone and food. I think one of the issues, I think one of the issues we have in, um, especially for young people, they start work today, then we whole sun care tomorrow. We have to understand that you have to crawl before you can ball, right? Take time and build. Take time to advance. Everybody's in this get-rich-quick frame of mind. And that is what is hurting us. And that is why you have so many choppers and scammers. Because everybody wants the money. No, right? No. The lump sum. No, we want it. No. What about building up your character, honing your skills, gaining that experience, 
Because what is embedded in your mind, no one can take from you, no matter how dire your situation may become. And pooling resources. This is something that we lack in our communities. Pooling resources. Everybody is selfish. You just get a job. You want to rent a big apartment. Stay home a little longer until you're in a position to do so. If you see that you have your sights set on a particular position, that position requires that you have certain qualifications. Now that you're working, you know what? Let me see if I can take some classes here and there at the universities where they have extended um, locations out of town. And you prob everybody can't go into Kingston. So you say, you know what? Let me go to the satellite schools that the university has and qualify myself. And, you know, you, make your, you pay one course at a time and go through. And before you know it, you will have the qualifications that you need to step up to the next level. Go right ahead, Javette. My apologies. Oh, no. Um, can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Okay. The first thing, I know it's been mentioned that the salary or what people are being paid may not be a livable wage in Jamaica, but sometimes, and I want to say this, and I've done this a couple of times in my life, in order to get the experience that will help you move to the next level, you may have to take a couple of steps back. Yeah. You know, you may have to go back two steps in order to move up five. You know, yep. that three is going to show you and it's going to pay off. Yes. And the other thing about, um, so my daughter just left home at 24. I did not force her to leave. Right. Um, everybody, I mean, I'm in a, I'm, I'm in a place that has room. So she didn't have to be, um, you know, decide that she wanted to be on her own, but it was what she decided Right. right. So sometimes, um, and I think I heard you say it this week because my mother used to say it, who don't hear will feel. Mm -hmm. She's feeling it now. Okay. She's feeling <laughs> what adulting really is. And if she wants to come back, I will have no problem with that. And if she wants to stay out there and stick it out, I will have no problem with that. But this is all, a, this is all in the game of life. Yep. And, and, and you gotta, you, it, it's, I, I don't even know at this point if it's checkers or chess, but it's a game that we're playing. Yeah. So yeah. that's all I wanted to say. Yeah. And I tell you something, uh, Javette, struggle is nothing new. I remember a story my father told me when he was young. He used to work with his father. Then he left. Because he said he wanted to work in the tax office. He wanted the taxes. That's what I wanted to do. So he, his first job was in um, Lucy. And he was working there. And, you know, he did it for two years. His father said, listen, come. That not cutting it. You come. Because after two years, it was a struggle, right? 
But he said to me, those two years that he spent working for little to nothing helped him. It created a very, um, <laughs> what's the right word? I can't even think of the word now. But what it did for him, it instilled certain um, things in him. His outlook was different. It made him appreciate things even more. Shaped his business sense even more. So you're right, Javette. Sometimes we have to do those little demeaning, if you want to call them demeaning, demeaning jobs, jobs that don't pay as much. Sometimes it's uh, unpaid internships to get the skills that you need that will help you to advance. But how many of us are willing to take that? How many of us? And I, I'm glad you made reference to your daughter. My oldest, our oldest is 24, still in college. He has a way to go. Probably going to be 30 before he's done. Um, Don't put that in the universe. No, because of what he's, he's um, majoring in. Med school ain't going to be, a, it's not easy, right? So, and if you're going to specialize, you know how it is. You, you, you're in school for okay. a long okay. time. Right? Okay. <laughs> so, um, and I would never say to him upon completion, okay, it's time for you to move out. No, you're going to stay here until you're ready to go, until you're in a stable financial situation, position to go. Son number two. He's about to graduate um, come May, right? I've told him that too. Uh, see to it that you are stable enough before you venture out there because it's not pretty out there, right? And I told him, I say, your grandfather did not leave home until he was 34 years old when he got married. That's when he left home. But when he left home, you know what? Him have him land, and then in taking two years and build him house brick by brick. Take your time, people. We are rushing to go where? Young people. Take advantage of the fact that you're able to stay home rent-free. You may have to chip in and pay a bill here and there. That's okay, but it sure as heck beats paying $2,000 in rent for a one-bedroom, depending on where in the country you are. Stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. Stop trying to uh, show off or show great. For what? Remember I said yesterday, don't use someone else's success. And now I'm going to say the illusion of someone else's success to measure yourself. Take your time. And I think one of the problems a lot of young people have today is lack of humility. They don't know how to be humble. Everybody want to exalt themselves. But 
Piglet asked him, Mama, how are her nose so long? She said, wait, my child, you are grow, you will see. And a lot of the stress, the financial stress that young people are enduring, and I'm not saying all of them, because for some, the best thing to do is to get out of their home. Honestly, I know. I've heard the stories. I've seen the situations. But you're not doing yourself any justice by rushing out there. Make sure that you can stay home. And I'll tell you something. You get a good, you, you finish college, you get a good job, paying your six figures. You know what I would do? I would stay home for a good five years. I would, while I'm home, probably invest in a couple condos, a couple townhouses, something. Build up my portfolio. You, you know what the other part of it is, moments? There are things that you will not do in front of your parents and in your parents' home. Mm -hmm. And when you reach a certain age, you want that freedom to do it. Mm -hmm. So back when I was younger, we always had that one person whose house we can go to and what my daughter calls now or what they call pre-gaming Mm -hmm. where you get kind of you get kind of lit before you go out right I know one reason my daughter didn't want to stay home is because she could not do that in my home <laughs> I, I mean you know even if you're an adult you still have to respect certain things in your parents home Yep. So that's another reason why some leave, you know, and it's understandable. And right. even though my daughter is feeling it because she can't go on vacation every month like she used to, <laughs> I think she's still happy. She's still happy. And she has come to me and said, I understand now, mommy, why you had me do certain things. Right. So it still makes me feel good. And like I said, if she needs to come back, it's You're always there. there. Yeah. Always there. And I, I am not rich above nothing. I've worked hard for everything I've had. Mm -hmm. I have had times in my life when I was with my daughter that I had to go to the food pantry and pick up food. Right. But you know what? I did what I had to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We need to hit the reset button. That's what we need to do. Our priorities are not where they ought to be. Not at all. Quality of life is not about pushing luxury vehicles or wearing designer. That's not what quality of life is, folks. And we need to teach this to our children. Quality of life your mental health, your physical health, the relationships that you have, you know? So back to, went off on a tangent, right? That happens every now and again. So back to the Sandals group. Um, I would strongly encourage people to have what he asks for, the right attitude. 
The right attitude, folks, will open doors for you that no degree can. I'm not going to put my head on the block for somebody who doesn't have the right attitude. You could have string up with degree, have every alphabet in the world. Let's have the alphabet in the world behind your name. I'm not going to swear for you if your attitude stinks. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to go out on a limb. I'm not going to recommend you. I am not. Don't ask me to me not do it. Check your attitudes. Are you above reproach? You don't like being corrected. You don't like being spoken to. Are you resistant to training? You think you know everything? Quick to cuss people out. Now, I haven't got the job yet, but you cuss people out. And it's so funny because yesterday I was listening to the Russell, um, to Russell, I'm saying the Russell show. I was listening to Rosola on a, her show that she has on a Thursday on Caribbean Live TV, um, radio rather. And there was a young lady that she was talking to. I, I had to get bits and pieces because I don't know what was going on in my internet last night. In and out, in and out. So the, the connection wasn't the strongest, but bits and pieces. People need guidance is the sum of all things. People don't know how to dress to go to interviews. The young lady that was speaking on the, the, um, in the interview, she said, there is a struggle with communication because everybody's texting, texting, texting. And as they're texting, you're using abbreviated forms of speech. You're using emojis. And when it's time to sit down and have a conversation, they don't know how to do that. So there are basic things that are missing. And I am wondering if they don't have programs in schools that prepare you for the real world, prepare you to go out there for an interview. I know when I was going to high school in Jamaica, that was there. It was um, what you call it, job week or job fair week, something like that, where you had to dress professionally, right? And having being able to dress professionally gave you the opportunity for them to show you the do's and, don't, and don'ts. Some people just don't even know what to wear to an interview. People are showing up, tore up from the floor up, and you're like, whoa. But then I know I've had to step back and have a little compassion because we can't blame them because nobody was there to guide them. So this young lady that she was speaking with has a, an organization that helps to show them the best, the better way of doing things. Right? We need that guidance. And if we have been, if we didn't know it, but we learned as we went along, it is time for us to show others how to dress for an interview, how to even sit in an interview. If you don't want to stare the person in their eye because it makes you feel uncomfortable, stare at their neck. Find something right above their head to look at so it still looks as though you're looking at them. Basic wardrobe that everyone should have. Black, brown, gray, navy, whether it's a skirt or a pair of pants. Have a white, couple white shirts. 
And I say those colors because you can wear it every day and nobody knows the same thing you wear. Okay? Get yourself blazers and some white shirts, black shirts, same thing, same color scheme, and you can switch those up. But there are some people going to, to, to job interviews and going to work with in mini skirts, micro mini skirts, pants so tight, leggings that you can see through. I hate seeing those when you're in Walmart or Target or the supermarket, wherever. And you're seeing the people that have underwear. Who's dressed like that? So we need to help them to present themselves and we need to help them work on their attitude. Attitude is huge. You have to have a positive attitude, positive outlook. I remember once I was, um, I told a team of people I was supervising that they are all hypocrites and liars. They looked at me shocked. I'm like, yeah, you're all hypocrites and liars. Every single one of you in front of me. They're like, whoa. And I said to them, because every single one of you, what you said in the interview, because I interviewed some of you, and what you're doing now don't match. You were acting. You sold a good story, but the real you has come out. Sometimes you got to check people. Medicine is hard going down, and you have to remind them. We need each other. I will never tell somebody, oh, you need this job. No, we need each other. Companies need employees. Employees need companies. They go hand in hand. You expect certain things from me. I expect certain things from you. And I'm here to help you get to the next level, be better. And, I, and I've told them, I don't want to see you here in this call center. I've told them after a couple of years, I don't want to see you here. Get on with your life. I've encouraged people to go back to school. People have gone on to nursing. I have some folks who to this day reach out to me. It's tough love, but somebody got to do it. You got to shape them, change their attitudes. There's one young lady. She was quick to fight. One fight. Run upon me. Let's go. Let's do this. We can take it outside. To this day, she reaches out to me. She's extremely grateful. You've done that too? Literally. <laughs> I've done that with a manager. Okay? <laughs> Literally. Run upon me. You're going to get these hands. Let's go outside. I'm ready. Let's go. So, you, as you get to know them, though, you realize that there are issues, unresolved issues, right? And that's where we come in. Those of us who know better, do better, guide them with love. All right? All right. 
There we go. So Krispy Kreme is coming to Kingston in 2023. American donut company Krispy Kreme has signed a franchise deal with Restaurant Associates Limited to open in Kingston by the end of the first quarter of 2023. Local donut lovers will soon be able to experience the internationally acclaimed original glazed donut, along with other sweet treats and coffee at the first hot light theater shop in Jamaica, located at the intersection of Waterloo Road and Hope Road. Kingston's Krispy Kreme, I'm thinking in Waterloo and Hope Road, isn't that where Devon House is? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, hold on. Yeah, Devon oh, House. I'm right, trying to no, figure out. No, it's right. Yeah. It, would, it would be across. It would be across from the YMC and across from Devon House. That yeah. empty lot. But oh! Yeah, you about the right-hand side. When you're going yeah. To okay. Yeah. Okay. I got it now. Yeah. Because I was here well, thinking, but hold on. Isn't there something on each corner? distance from my apartment. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Hmm. I would ask you which building, which um, apartment complex, but I'm not going to put your business out there. <laughs> Off air. Off air. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, uh, Restaurants of Jamaica, Restaurants Association Limited, sorry, uh, says that the Kingston Krispy Kreme guests will be able to witness the journey of the freshly made donuts from start to finish through the donut theater. Adding Krispy Kreme to our portfolio of international brands is a great fit as we will now be able to provide our lo loyal guests with the perfect sweet treat experience. That's according to Lisa Lake, RAL Group CEO. Shortly after opening the flagship shop at Waterloo Road, Restaurant Associates Limited intends to open two more Krispy Kreme shops in Kingston. Sabrina McDonald Radcliffe, head of sales and marketing, added, guests will be able to enjoy the experience the joy that is Krispy Kreme with dozens of freshly made donuts for their sharing occasions and celebrations. The Hot Light Theater Shop will certainly be a hit, giving a front seat view to what makes Krispy Kreme donuts exceptionally delicious. RAL is the franchise holder of Burger King, Popeyes, and Little Caesars Pizza in Jamaica, Trinidad, and Barbados. It has a footprint of over 90 restaurant locations across the Caribbean. Pussy, you were going to say something? Um, I'm not sure. You know. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I, I think I was answering a question and you're saying about uh, where the location the, the location would, okay would, would essentially be. Um, but either way, you know, I mean, in terms of, I don't know if I if I'm in support of it in a sense um, for many different reasons. You know, I mean, Jamaica can have enough seats already. <laughs> And we have a diabetes problem now. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Ch like, child okay. diabetes too, Prezi. Right, exactly. I would just have talk about that idea. So you go yeah. drop a Krispy Kreme in the, in the heart of Kingston. You understand? I mean, boy, I don't know. I don't know how feel about that at all. Trust me. Hold on, O'Neill. Hold on, O'Neill. Um, after Prezi, it's Javette and then back to you, O'Neill. 
Yeah, Prezi. Yeah, as I said, I'm gonna, I, I really don't know how to feel about that. I mean, just, you know, from a from a long-term perspective, you know. Um, and I think, it, <laughs> I mean, probably from a business side, it may make sense. And it may not also make sense as well because, you know, you drop it right at Devonos, right? So, um, and I think that's within that intersection, you know, I mean, for those who probably know, you know, you always have, um, you know, the local street vendor, them where I sell them. Mm-hmm. And them jelly donut and thing. Yep. Understand? So, you know, that could pose a problem there as well, you know, um, for the local street vendor, them. Um, so, yeah, mixed feelings, honestly, mixed feelings with that. You know what, um, President, before I get to you, Javet, you know why I don't think it is going to pose a problem to the vendors here's the thing people heading home and just want to grab a box of donuts nobody going get off going to Krispy Kreme Park or whatever I think um the vendors will be okay I want to feel that they're going to be okay I mean, fingers crossed we'll, we'll see because I mean it, it's it, it's it's about convenience yes but you know remember everybody kind of go with the the trend lifestyle right? you know the trend and the lifestyle and you know so you also have to look at, i mean look at it from that perspective as well you know the people that go say you know hey you know everybody i got Krispy Kreme, you know um, yeah just like everybody want to never know tutti frutti <laughs> so on and so on yeah uh, again we'll see where it go we'll see where yeah it go. we'll see all right thank you Percy. go ahead javet and then o'neill my road rage is at level 10 right now. I'm just no, 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 no. Right now, level bring it 10. Down, bring it down. Okay. Bring it down. Bring it down. Wow. Bring it down. Um, <laughs> so I have an issue with them bringing all this fast food stuff to the Caribbean. Yes. I tell you, I, am, I was never a sweetie type of person, like to eat sweets. That was my mom. Okay. And unfortunately, she passed that over to my child. Okay, Krispy Kreme, one donut is like a heart attack. Okay, mm. let me let me just say, I and and I've I've eaten it. Okay, because they do bring it to the office regularly. Okay, but that one donut, okay, kills me. All right, and I don't understand why they bring in all this, all this fake food to the Caribbean. I don't understand it. I mean, how many jobs are they going to really offer with this one store? When when you look at the whole picture compared to the health crisis that is going, going, I'm going to say going mm-hmm. to start after people start trying to get the crispy crack, because that's what they call it, crispy <laughs> crack. That is what they call it. Okay, I I just I have an issue. I have an issue with all these fast food places in the Caribbean. Yeah. I'm sorry. When I go back, yeah. when I was in Jamaica, they was like, "Let's go to Kentucky Fried Chicken." Why? Why? I'm in Jamaica. I want real food. <laughs> I can come out. I can come out my. I can come out my subdivision and eat in any restaurant you can imagine when it comes to fast food. Yeah. I don't want to go to the Caribbean and get American food. That I don't know. Is it because I'm Caribbean? I don't know. Because I cook Caribbean food. I cook. 
So it's not like I can't cook it. But I don't want to go to the Caribbean and eat American food. I don't yeah. want a Krispy Kreme donut for breakfast, lunch, nor dinner, <laughs> nor snack. I will snack on some mangoes, some papayas, some sugar cane. That's what I'm going to snack on. Roasted breadfruit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know you're what? Making, may, you're making my mouth it water. Be my, it may just be my road rage right now. I'm, I'll yield. <laughs> No, it's not road rage, Javette. And I, I'm coming up to you, O'Neill. It's not road rage at all. I do have an issue. But you know what the problem with Jamaicans? Them, them foreign-minded. And I said this um, back in the late 80s, early 90s. I, and I've been saying it ever since. Turn the keys of Jamaica over to the U.S. and call it a day. Because Jamaicans are not Jamaicans. You have Jamaicans in Jamaica who have never left Jamaica but don't even have a Jamaican accent. Go figure. They are so foreign-minded. They want everything from foreign. Everything. I remember when I was um, taking stuff back to Jamaica to sell. Let me tell you something. The people, them, I tell you the brand name, them, what them want, and it's this, them, what they have. Who not talk about people can't pay them bills? Rubbish. Them find the money for pay for the clothes and the shoes and the bag and the, they find it. Offer the same paycheck. What them say is not a livable wage. They find it. Go ahead, O'Neill. All right, so. I have mixed reviews um, about it. Um, I mean, initially, when you started to read the story, at first, I was like, hold on a minute. At first, I was like, um, where are they going? <laughs> I started there, mentally. I started from, where are they going with that fast food? But then, as a conversation progressed, and I started to process, I mean, it's, certain things are in inevitable. With development right um and it's business and competition so if you look at it from a economic and perspective um the fast food that are i mean mcdonald's came to jamaica and failed it didn't only fail in jamaica it failed in barbados right barbados have a, have a fast food called chefet which is a local grown um and the local grown fast foods tend to be a little bit more healthier i believe so like island grill in jamaica the food is a little bit more healthier in terms of the produce so one thing i'll say about jamaica and kfc javet though is that i think it's fast food but it is maybe healthier than us um kfc or any other other fast foods here because they take the measure of using local grown chickens hormone free chickens etc um where crystal cream is concerned the first thing that hit me in my head though was the fact that we have bakeries, donut products, local donut products, <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> and, 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 and confection and snacks on the island that could easily, we could have our own homegrown donut store. Yep. And that's the first thing that hit me. Like, why don't we have a prestige donut um, store where people can go and buy prestige donut. And I don't know if anybody know outside of Jamaica know what prestige donut is. It, it's it's one of the best donuts I believe I've ever had, right? It's a pink box and the man himself on the road. Yep. Mm -hmm. the middle, right? Yep. Right. So 
that was a that that was that, so those are the thoughts that went through my head. I mean, I'm not I'm not very emotional about it. I think it's just a part of the process. Where it's located, um, there's not really a lot of vendors out there, so you know, Prezi. I mean, there what what I can remember about that intersection is the annoying windscreen wiper guys that come and wipe your glass. That's what I remember about that that little section right there. Um, more than likely, based on where that location is, they're going to have to build a drive-through because I don't think that place is going to offer adequate parking. So more than likely, it's going to have somewhat of a drive-through element to that store to make it work. Um, the, the traffic congestion at that location um, in the evenings, drive time is ridiculous. So that's another issue that they're going to face with that location. Um, and, and I think that's one of the reasons that that particular lot has been up for development for a long time and has very controversial. Um, so in essence, though, to land, um, I look at it two ways. I get the foreign-minded thing, but I also, I'm going to say this. I think the United States is overrated. <laughs> and I've been traveling to the United States for 15 years. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And I've been here for a year and a half in a different capacity because almost in, in terms of a resident and it's overrated and it's funny because traveling here for five days and you do a you do visit family you do business and you go back home you know it's okay and that's an overrated don't mean nothing wrong with the place i just think my outlook i don't see the united states as somewhere that i want to live for any extended period of time i see it as somewhere that i'd like to have access to and to do whatever I need to do or to visit or whatever, but not really somewhere that I would say this is my permanent home in life, right? Um, with that said, I can understand the need, the, the access to, if I lived in Jamaica, I never have a US visa and can't travel to the United States, but I wanted to experience a sweet tooth moment at Krispy Kreme. I'd love to be able to have the opportunity to do so. So I look at it on two sides, and that's where I got to land. I was going to land on saying that, listen, at the end of the day, if you go to Dubai, if you go to Qatar, if you go to... When I went to Qatar, for example, I was shocked at the amount of American fast food outlets that existed in the mall. So we're not going to see less of globalization and movement of these brands. I think we, though, have to have programs that teach our youngsters, our offsprings, what's healthy, what's good. Um, my son eat broccoli like it's candy. So I think a lot of it has to do with education and also the last thing, not that brand thing, teaching people how to avoid the brand perception because that's what's happening. The brand perception of I want Krispy Kreme, the Joneses syndrome because yep. all the kids can have it, I want it too. Yeah. I think once we, once we, I think those are the things we can't control in a free, in a free economy. Because we ask for free economy, we ask for free market, right? So we can't ask for free market, and at the same time, we want to shut down free market. We have to say, okay, here comes free market. What are the regulations? Because Jamaica could pass a law that says certain sugar content, the donuts in Jamaica cannot exceed certain sugar content to kids. Right. Or you could make the, the creamy cre- um, donuts. It could have the sugar content, but you're selling 
to a child under X age, it has to have lower sugar content. Those are some of the stuff that maybe we should lobby for. Yeah. In this institution being good. And, and I'll land right here. Chat I on. like that idea, um, O'Neill. The control, the regulation. I like that. And to couple that with globalization, I, I totally appreciate that perspective. Never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense because Jamaica never had a diabetes problem. Now it's astounding and it's the children. Children are developing more cavities. So we have to get a grip on their health. Right. We said, I remember a couple of years ago, I don't know if anybody else um, remembers this one. Where a Rasta man said, We want foreign things, we end up with foreign diseases. Right? We take on the foreign illness then. And it is true. Because the, what is in the makeup of the foods here? It's sad. That is why everybody, you notice, nine out of ten people diagnosed with what? Cancer. And the cancer that they're being diagnosed with now is aggressive in some cases not detected at all until it's too late so we really have to do a lot of education as you say O'Neill with our young people we the parents have control let us make I'm um, going to I remember Devon House was a treat <laughs> right you got Devon House was a Sunday thing, a once a week thing for many people. You're going to you get your ice cream and you walk around and you chat on your lime and this and that. But now everything is an everyday thing and everyday situation. And that is what a big part of the problem is going to be if we are not careful. All right. Okay. Go ahead, Prezi. Go right ahead. Yeah, um, I just wanted to just touch on the same thing that you mentioned about the overconsumption of it. I think, you know, that's, that's, that's the most critical part of it because, again, it goes back to it becoming like a lifestyle. So, um, you know, as I said, you know, you, you made a very fair point when um, talking about, you know, the devil knows it's a, you know, once in a while treat, right? And, you know, when we look on Jamaica now in terms of how everything is, you know, becoming more convenient where you literally have things, um, different entities that, 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 that has resources like, you know, Insta, we call it, um, like Uber, Uber Eats and them things that, you know, where, you know, you just make a phone call or, you know, you place an order and it come right to your doorstep, you don't even have to come out of your house. So, you know, you make it convenient for, you know, the individuals and their family to, you know, over consume some of these, um, some of these goods or some of these, um, you know fast food meals so you know so it goes from you know it being a you know a once in a while treat to you know the convenience of saying boy you know i can't bother for cooking right now you know so you know i'm just um you know add out add out something and you know that just become a regular habit you know so the convenience you know especially for some jamaicans you know will turn out to be um a disadvantage um where certain things are concerned and the point of um you know to only again you know, regarding to the whole globalization, you know, I understand, I definitely understand that um, part of it. Um, and, you know, the comparison with, um, I think, I don't know if it's Dubai or Qatar you mentioned, where, you know, you have all these, you know, US, um, 
you know, fast food stores or entities or whatever it may be. And, you know, <clears throat> the, 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 the flip side to that is, you know, that I would basically mention is that, you know, compared to, you know, that of a Dubai or, you know, Qatar is like, you know, their economy, uh, you know, I would think, you know, is pretty much more sustainable in a sense from a growth perspective than that of Jamaica in a sense. So, you know, looking at, looking, looking at it from, you know, like an economical development perspective or standpoint, you know, with Jamaica basically, you know, bringing in all these um, chains, right, you know, what would be the, the economical, um, you know, I guess, upside for the country, you know, from a competitive um, standpoint when it comes to the global um, economy, you know, how is Jamaica being, you know, competitive or, you know, striving to be competitive, you know, in bringing, you know, most of these um, chains into the country and for, you know, the country to, you know, essentially, you know, receive some level of benefit, you know, are, be, are being competitive, um, if you get what I'm saying. But, yeah, so that's essentially just my um, last couple of two cents. All right. Thank you so, so much. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah go right yeah, so ahead. I thought on the last part of what you said. So I'll just say what the upside is. We know what the downside is. Health issues, diabetes, um, you know, food culture, right? The upside, though, um, for companies like Restaurants Associates um, and or Restaurant of Jamaica, which, which so Restaurant of Jamaica is KFC and Pizza Hut primarily. Restaurant Associates is Burger King, Popeyes. They're the ones carrying this new branding. Um, what I know, I, and I can speak of this because I know that. So, for example, most of these fast foods, they tend to use locally grown stuff, produce. So, like Burger King only use lettuce and stuff out of the market. The only thing they import is when the local market cannot supply, right? So that's an opportunity for agriculture. Um, KFC chicken only use locally produced chicken. That's an opportunity for agriculture. Um, I'm hoping, I don't know the situation with Krispy Kreme on how much of the ingredient, because we don't grow flour, right? So chances are <laughs> wheat. I was so, waiting for you to say yeah, that one. Yeah, we don't grow wheat, so chances are most of that is going to come from external. But the sugar, sugar, the sugar. The sugar itself could come from local, even though we're importing sugar, which it shouldn't be. So we we cut down all of the cane fields and build up houses and then we don't have sugar. But anyway, um, so there are upsides. And I think one of the upsides is in the CARICOM market. So Restaurant Associates is actually the company that owns most of the Burger Kings in different parts of the Caribbean. Um, so it also, because I know personally of a former Olympian who's an agriculturalist right now, that he grows... Um, so say restaurant in Jamaica needs 20,000 pounds of lettuce per month. He supplies 5,000. and he's Is that the one with the hydroponic farm? Yes. Okay. Same one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> right? And he's now trying to, um, he's now trying to, I mean, actually involved in a project to expand that business with him. So they're now trying to increase production to supply the 20,000 that Jamaica needs and the Caribbean needs 50,000. Um, so there, there are opportunities. It's, 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 you know, it's really how we approach what we're doing. And if the persons that are running the entity, it goes back to who runs the business, who owns the business and what their outlook is in right. terms of how they want to um, grow in Jamaica, for example. My issue 
to be honest with you, if Chris Cream was coming to Jamaica and it was an expat, a foreign white man coming to open it, I'd have a bigger problem. Because <laughs> what it would mean is that the money is going to be repatriated out of the country immediately. The fact that it's a local entity that's going to own the franchise and run the franchise, it means a higher percentage of what is the profits will remain in the country, which will benefit the economy. So okay. there are a lot of different pros and cons. Yeah, Alan. All right. Thank you, O'Neill. Thank you, everyone, for your input with that article. Next up, long Christmas public holiday period this year, according to Labour Ministry. The Ministry of Labour has advised that the Holiday Public General Act provides that whenever Christmas Day falls on a Sunday, the following day, December 26, which is a Monday, and the Tuesday, December 27, are to be observed as general public holidays. In a release on Thursday, the ministry said, consequently, the public is being advised that as Christmas Day falls on a Sunday this year, Monday, December 26, and Tuesday, December 27, will be observed as the public general holidays. The ministry also said, with New Year's Day to fall on a Sunday, Monday, January 2, 2023, will similarly be observed as a public general holiday. So, Yes, we love when the, the uh, Christmas falls on a Sunday, right? Love it! And um, prayers up for Freddie McGregor. Reggae star Freddie McGregor is reportedly convalescing at a Florida medical facility after suffering a stroke a few days ago. He is improving. The family is happy with his improvement. They need prayers. God is great. He is a miracle worker and merciful, a source told the Jamaica Observer. McGregor was slated to be a part of British reggae band UB40 tour. A few days ago, the band released an announcement telling fans that McGregor would not be joining the tour. To all our friends, our fans, our good friend Freddie McGregor will not be joining us on our December arena dates in Leeds, Birmingham, and London. We look forward to seeing all the fans and performing with Freddie soon. Stay tuned for upcoming announcements on future dates. Earlier this month, the 66-year-old singer had revealed that he would be joining British reggae band UB40 on their nine-show 45th anniversary tour of the United Kingdom and Northern Ireland. But, of course, we now know those have to be shelved. He was also preparing to release his album, A Breath of Fresh Air, produced by British company Stingray Records to be released in early 2020. For the past four decades, McGregor has been one of reggae's front runners. He is known for songs including Big Ship, Push Comes to Shove, Just Don't Wanna Be Lonely, and the one you're listening to, I Was Born a Winner. Um, yes, yeah, so we continue to pray for his uh, speedy recovery that he will be able to be back on his feet. I know his son um, spoke with Rosolo the other day on her show 
and they did mention the tours that they were doing together and stuff so not sure if the sun will continue on with the tours but let's see all right ready be strong pull through Well, that's exactly what Black Panther star Leticia Wright did. She pulled up on coffee in Peru. When you're friends with rock stars, chances are you will end up on the stage with them during a performance anywhere in the world. Well, dance hall reggae artist Coffee's rock star life afforded Black Panther star Leticia Wright the opportunity to join her on stage in Peru. During her performance of Pull Up, Wright watched on the sideline before she was beckoned by Coffee to Pull Up. They danced, sang, hugged, and the crowd went wild during the stint shortly after Wright exited stage left. And later she posted the video clip of her TikTok with the caption, Coffee Times Tish, adding the Jamaican and Ghanese flag emojis to the capture. Close to 1 million viewers have seen the post on Wright's TikTok account, making it the second most watched vid on her timeline. stories from the international scene out of north america business and tech and more keep it locked
heart, mind, and my own. Then it says I kick up the trouble zone. On my radio tape, play a box right. Just loud enough so folks can hear us hype scene. Out of nowhere, comes a woman I'm dating. Investigation, maybe she was demonstrating. But nevertheless, I was pleased. My day was going great, and my soul was at ease. Until a group of brothers started bugging out. Drinking the 40 ounce, going the nigga route. Disrespecting my black queen. And being obscene. obscene. At first, I ignore them, cause see, I know the type. Know they the got type. drunk, they what? got guns, and yes, what? they wanna fight. They wanna fight. And they see a young couple having a time that's good. Time is and good. the Eagles wanna test their brother's manhood. manhood. So they came to test speech, cause uh. of my heritage. Yes. And the loud, bright colors that I wear. Boom. I was a target, cause uh. I'm a fashion misfit. misfit. And the outfit that I'm wearing, brother's dissing it. Well, I stay calm and pray the niggas leave me be. But uh-huh. they squeeze the parts of my dates anatomy. Why, Lord, your brothers have to drill me. Drill Cause me. if I start to hit this man, they'll have to kill me. Take the brother out for being hey! rude And like I said before, said before I was mad by then It took then. three or four what? cops to pull me off they of him me off But of that's him. the story, y'all story Of a black man black Acting man. like a nigga He gets stomped by an African You see Thank you to everyone listening online on QMZRadio.com. Thank you to everyone listening on JohnnoRadio.com. And thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. Oh baby, I can't come down, so please come. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. And I just can't get enough. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our reviews. You are currently inside the Friday Mix. I'm addicted and I just can't get enough. I just can't get enough. I just can't get enough. I just can't hear the quality music while you work or play. Log on to www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Feeling like life is over. These snakes strike like a cobra. The world's hot. My son got knocked. Evidently, it's elementary. They want us all gone eventually. Trooping out of state for a plate. Knowledge. If coke was cooked without the garbage, we'd all have the top dollars. Imagine everybody flashing. Fashion designer clothes. Lacing your click up with diamond rolls. Your people holding dough. No parole. No rubbers. Going raw. Imagine law with no one. Undercovers, just some thoughts for the mind. I take a glimpse into time, watch the blimp read the world is mine. If I rule the world, imagine that. I free all my sons. I love them, love them, baby. Black diamonds and balls. Could it be if you could be mine, we both shine? If I rule the world, in the mix 
today it's just a mashup of songs that I enjoy, songs I like. Hope you like them too. In no particular order. Money exchange the range, cash, lost tribal shabazz, free at last, brand new whips to crash. Then we laugh in the illopath. The villa houses for the crew, how we do. Trees for breakfast, dime sexes have been stretches. So many years of depression make me vision the better living type of place to raise kids in. Opening eyes to the lies, history's told foul, but I'm as wise as the old owl. Plus the gold child seeing things like I was controlling, click rolling, tricking six digits on kicks and still holding trips to Paris. I civilized every savage. Give me one shot, I turn tripe life to lavish. Political prisoners set free, stress free. No work release, purple and reason, jet skis, fill the wind breeze. You haven't already done so. Go ahead and download the Jano Radio app. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Man, I guess I got my swagger back man, Truth New watch alert man, New blows Or the big face rolly I got two of those Arm out the window through the city I'm a new slow Cut back, snap back See my cut through the holes Damn easy and ho Where the hell you been? Niggas talking real reckless Stuck man I adopted these niggas Fill them drumming in Now I'm about to make them Tuck their whole summer in They say I'm crazy When I'm about to go dumb again They ain't see me Cause I pulled up in my other bins Last week I was in my other other bins All your diamonds up Cause we in this bitch Another again Total shoot fresh Looking like wealth I'm about to call a paparazzi on myself uh, Live from the Mercer Run up on Yeezy the wrong way I might murk it Flee in the G450 I might surface Political refugee asylum can be purchased uh, Everything's for sale Got five passports I'm never going to jail I made Jesus walk so I'm never going to hell Couture level flow is never going on sale Luxury rap The Hermes of verses Sophisticated ignorance Write my curses in cursive I get it custom You a customer You ain't custom to going through customs You ain't been nowhere, huh? And all the ladies in the house Got them showing out I'm done, I hit you up, man Nah Welcome to Havana Smoking Cubanos with Castro and Cabanas Via Mexico Cubano, Dominicano All the plugs that I know Driving Benzes with no benefits Not bad, huh? For some immigrants Build your fences We digging tunnels Can't you see we getting money up under you? Can't you see the private jets flying over you? Maybach bumper stickery What we're overdue? Jay is chilling Yay is chilling What more can I say? We chilling them Hold up before Wanna squeeze one more in? Can't leave out KRS-One Taking your way back with this one. Stand clear, done, man. Attack. You can't stand where I stand, you can't walk where I walk. Watch out, we run New York. Policeman come, we bust them off the park. I know this for a fact, you don't like how I act. You claim I'm selling crap, will you be doing that? I'd rather say see ya, cause I would never be ya. Follow me, your laws are minimal. Cause you won't even think about looking at the real. 
Gotta stay consistent. Listen Believe in yourself. You can be what you wanna be. Architect, doctor, remind him, Nas. But nothing comes easy. It takes much practice. Like I met a woman who's becoming a star. She was very beautiful, leaving people in awe. Singing songs, Lena Horn, but the younger version hung with the wrong person. Got her stronger than her when cocaine, sniffing up drugs, all in the nose. Could have died so young. Now looks ugly and old. No fun, 'cause now when she reaches for hugs, people hold their breath. 'Cause she smells of corrosion and death. Watch the company you keep and the crowd you bring. 'Cause they came to do drugs and you came to sing. So if you're gonna be the best, I'ma tell you how. Put your hand in the air and take the vow. I know I can. I know I can be what I wanna be. Be what I wanna be. If I work hard at it. If I work hard at it. I'll be where I wanna be. I'll be where I wanna be. I know I can. I know I can be what I wanna be. So I got a hustle for anybody interested. I just came across this hustle. Right, this is a real good hustle. This is how to get your money up, ladies. Anyone interested? Can't say I didn't do nothing for you. I put you up on game. So, Janet Jackson married a Qatar billionaire. Twelve. It is alleged that there were two clauses in the prenuptial agreement. One, she would get a hundred million dollars if the marriage lasted at least five years. Number two. She would get a hundred million dollars if she gave the tycoon an heir. In 2016, at the age of 49, she got pregnant. She gave birth in 2017, the year they completed five years of marriage. The same year, she filed for divorce and received 200 million dollars from the tycoon. Now that's what I call a come up. <laughs> Ladies, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Anyway, good for you, Janet. Two hundred million dollars. Wow. Uh, can I go back and live my life over? <laughs> and then I'll come back and pick up Marlon. I just need five years. I just want to rewind for five years. Head on over to um, the Middle East and find myself a tycoon and secure a deal, <laughs> and then I'll come back and get you, Marlon. Don't worry, I ain't forgetting about you. Wow, <laughs> that's a quick come up. Five years. Listen, how many of us have five years go by and still haven't done something we wanted to do? Me. Think about that. Yeah, me too. I think we all can think back on something that we have procrastinated about, something that we were not so sure about, you know, on riding the waves, not I don't know, yin yang, up down. Yeah, 
five years goes by pretty quickly. That's how much a year, Javet? $200 million. How much a year is that? What, 40? 40 million a year. Yeah, 40 million a year. Just to be married and have your kid. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Some girls have all the luck. <laughs> but I'm going to say this, though. Let, let, me, let me back up and say this. All that glitters is not gold. You know, we, 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 we are so focused on money and the wanting of it that we need to pay attention that a lot of times a lot of money comes with a lot of problems, right? Are those the type of relationships that we truly want? If we were flies on the walls in these homes, we probably would be like, ah, no, keep your money. I'm out. Peace deuces. Rather keep my simple life and have my peace of mind knowing that I don't have to worry. Yeah. Money ain't everything, folks. It's not all. It helps, but it's not the end all. All right? All money ain't good money, they say. <laughs> now it's time for us to get into stories on the international scene. This story is courtesy of aljazeera.com. Chaining of people with mental illness in Ghana is torture. The global rights body says Ghanaian government has failed to ensure that people with psychological or psychosocial dis social disabilities are not kept in inhumane conditions. And this is so sad. Let me pin the link at the top of the page for my clubhouse, folks. Because this is disturbing. When I saw this, I was like, what year are we in and why are we doing this? Is this how they deal with people in mental institutions as though they're animals? Ghana must take immediate steps to end the shackling and inhumane treatment of people with real or perceived mental health conditions. And that's according to Human Rights Watch a practice that continues despite legislation against it. Chaining people with psychosocial disabilities in prayer camps and healing centers is a form of torture. So, in a prayer camp? Really? That's what, you know what. The global rights body said that 10 years after the adoption of a mental health act establishing that people with psychosocial disabilities should not be subjected to inhumane treatment, the government was not doing enough to in ensure implementation. Based on a research the group has done since 2011, it found that families often take people with mental health conditions to faith-based or traditional healers because of widely held beliefs that psychosocial disabilities are caused by curses or evil spirits. In previous reports, the group said shackled people often suffer from post-traumatic stress, malnutrition, infections, nerve damage, muscular atrophy, and cardiovascular problems. Between November 28 to 30, HRW researchers visited five prayer camps and traditional healing centers in the eastern and, cent and central regions of Ghana and interviewed more than 50 people. In all the locations visited, 
people were chained or confined in small cages, in some cases for more than seven months. HRW said the researchers found more than 60 people chained or caged, including children, at one herbal center in Senya Baraku, 22 men were found closely detained in a dark, stifling room, all of them with chains, no longer than half a meter around their ankles. They are forced to urinate and defecate in small buckets passed around the room. Despite the sweltering conditions, they are only allowed to bathe every two weeks. One man begged for help. We have a right to freedom, a human right, he said. The group said it witnessed serious human rights abuses in all locations visited, including a lack of adequate food, unsanitary conditions, lack of hygiene, lack of freedom of movement, and one case of repeated sexual violence. In all five camps, people were held against their will in what amounts to indefinite detention. According to Ghana's Mental Health Act, people with psychosocial disabilities shall not be subjected to torture, cruelty, forced labor, and any other inhuman treatment, including shackling. Still, HRA's Bariga said, despite Ghana's ban on chaining, the government has failed to ensure that people with psychosocial disabilities no longer live under such inhumane conditions. Speaking to the AFP news agency, Tina Giftimensa, Ghana's Deputy Minister of Health, said the government was not happy about the practice of shackling and detaining people. Obviously, it's an act the Constitution of Ghana frowns upon, and the government and other stakeholders have also done a lot by way of education to sensitize people about it. We'll look at the Human Rights Watch report and the appropriate agencies will do what must be done to address this development. So you're telling me y'all didn't know this was going on? Prayer, church. <sighs> Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for saying this. But it seems as though we need to just break down the, the, the church. Because the church, yes, and I know, there is good and there is bad in everything. But when the church has for centuries been at the forefront of issues relating to human rights, we have to wonder. We can't help but question certain things. And I know that this is not of God for them to treat people this way. How do you put chains? And these chains look rusty and put a padlock around people's feet as though they're animals. How do you call yourself a Christian praying for these people, saying that you're driving out curses and spiritual whatever? Which God are you praying to? In the name of what God are you using to drive out these evil spirits? Can't be the same God that I know I serve. We can't be reading from the same Bible. 
if we go according to the New Testament, can't possibly be. What part says that this is how we treat people? And for those who work in the institutions, in the prayer camps, these facilities, you're telling me that you would be content seeing your child, your sister, your mother, somebody for you, close to you, that you love dearly, treated this way? But my next question is if legislation dictates that this is not to be done, and this has been put in force since, what was it, 2011, no, hold on, I don't want to misquote, years ago, right? That it was no longer to happen. Why then is it still happening? Why isn't it that the ministry or the bodies that are responsible for monitoring these institutions not carrying out their job? You know what it sounds like to me? Somebody's being paid to shut up and keep it moving. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm sorry. Don't bring prayer into this. Don't, do not bring prayer and God into this because this is the doing of evil, if you ask me. 60 people chained or caged, including some children. Small cages. Given a bucket to relieve yourself and then you pass it around. Only allowed to bathe twice a week. Ghana, deal with this quickly. And if the human rights watchdog group did not bring this to the forefront, they would not care to even say they're going to look into it. I'm convinced they knew. We'll look at the human rights watch report and the appropriate agencies will do what must be done to address this development. So in other words, you're telling me that nobody knew about this. Family members who go to look for their loved ones, they didn't see fit to remove them from these institutions. They are, okay, you can't manage them for whatever reason. You don't have the, the skills and the training Clearly, these people don't either. But um, you see it best for them to be in such a facility. You did not report this to the Ministry of Health, to the government officials. Go right ahead, Javette. This is such a sad story. But I think that it is one that has happened for years when it comes to people that have mental illnesses throughout the world. Um, why it's being reported now is I feel, you know, since COVID, everyone is on this mental health journey of realizing people are going through things. But I always felt that people that were considered not normal were treated badly. And I yield. 
so sad, Javet. It's really sad. And we say we are compassionate, right? We say we care about human beings. People don't even like seeing leashes on dogs, much less. The only time you need to put a leash on a dog, it has to be a nice leash bought in a store. It's when you're taking them on a walk. And when you get that, if somebody goes past your yard and the dog is on a leash tied to something, oh, they want to call um, animal control on you. We treat dogs better than we treat people. Even without them having mental issues, Javed. You ever notice when you're driving, people will slow down for ducks to cross, stop for ducks to go by, squirrels. You know, in Texas, they stop for snakes, okay? Okay. Yeah, ducks! Stop! And everybody sits and watches. Oh, how cute! Oh my gosh, look at the little ducklings! And they waddle across. We stop for... um what you call those ugly lizards, the big ones, iguanas. We stop for raccoons. You know, those suckers will knock you out if you dare attack one of them. We stop for everything but people. We drive down on people and we curse when people are walk, running across the road. We curse. And we, it's as though some people press the accelerator. We care more about animals than we do about people. People who do not have mental health concerns. So something is wrong with us, Javet. Stop for snakes. Run that sucker over. Keep it moving. Mm -hmm. We will stop for animals, but not for people. Something is wrong with our makeup. I don't know where. I don't know. I don't know. Our next story also. Uh, but before, um, <laughs> I, let me ask a question. Is it a Caribbean thing, an African thing, where when you go in parliament, you have to go on bad, everybody a bad man, and who want fight, and who want do this, that, and the other. I came across this video on TikTok um, a couple weeks ago. I have to play it. I have to play it. Hold on. Hold on, let me let me take it back. Bad boy. Members, I'm, I'm ready on for my all team. of you, you know. I'm ready for all of you. Every one of you. Boy, look. Can boy, I'm look. asking that both I'm members. I've been for 21 years. Both you guys the leader of the opposition. Cummins, Cummins said yes. that you love power that you could never support you. You're power hungry. Honorable Prime Minister, Honorable Member. Don't ask me anything sitting down. Don't ask me anything sitting down. You don't ask me stand up, man. But you ready out to play, sit down. Ma Madam Speaker, Do you the Minister of Finance Madam Speaker, and I was speaking. I'm not giving way. Do you Rise remember when the Minister of Finance and NDP must suffer and die? You think anybody? You have been sitting here tonight. Nobody afraid in this house, you know. Sit down. I look like Trump. So wrong with your eye. You should go and get spectacles. Eh? Don't be stupid and illiterate. Let's have the answer to the supplementary question. Uh, but 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 you mean the question you ask is a stupid and illiterate question? Well, that, that will have to be for stupid and illiterate prime minister. Honorable members. <laughs> so, yes, Sonnet, that was a statement sent to us. And the bad in Jamaica, too. So, I don't know if it's a common thread that you have to display poor behavior. Everybody a bad man in a jail and bad woman in, a, um, in, in parliament. Sorry. These are the leaders of countries. Well, 
A politician slaps a woman MP in Senegal Parliament, sparking a brawl. <laughs> Let me tell you, we need to behave ourselves. Tensions have grown between ruling and opposition politicians since legislative elections in July when leading coalition lost its comfortable majority. Story courtesy of AlJazeera.com. A violent brawl broke out in Senegal's parliament after a male opposition legislator slapped a female colleague in the face. Television footage showed amid growing acrimony between ruling and opposition party politicians. During a budget presentation on Thursday, opposition member of parliament, Masata Sam, walked over and slapped Amy Nibi of the ruling Benobok Yakar coalition, setting off a flurry of scuffles. Nibi threw a chair back at Sam before another MP tackled her to the floor. <laughs> Hold on. Is this WWE? What the heck is this? The session was suspended as politicians traded blows, acquisitions, Accusations, we can't even talk, and insults. Sal has refused to state clearly whether he plans to run for a third term. A move the opposition says would be in breach of term limits and an earlier promise. Supporters of Sal, aged 60, argue a constitutional reform reset the clock, allowing him to run again. Another scuffle broke out in September when Parliament convened for the first time after the election of legislators fought over leadership of the House. Sam on Thursday was addressing the Assembly about comments Nibi made over the weekend in which she criticized the spiritual leader opposed to a third Saul term. Mr. President, a deputy has stood in front of this tribune to insult someone's marabout. Spiritual leader, that is. A marabout is a spiritual leader, said Sam. Nibi scoffed at his remarks and declared that she did not care, after which Sam walked over and hit her. Footage of the fight has been shared widely on social media, sparking debate about violence against women. We need to behave better. We need to behave better. How can we be leaders of a country and not set the right example? With Sanki Singh so. This is, this is ridiculous. You walk over and slap somebody because you don't agree with what them say. So them fling a chair on you, rightfully so. How dare you? Not that I'm saying that what she did was right either, folks. Don't get me wrong. But in the heat of things, you don't know what you'll do. Somebody like you, you're going to react. An all-out brawl. And then... You're expecting the citizens of your country, the citizens that you represent, to behave better, to have decorum, self-control. Understand that many people look up to you, leaders. People hold you in high regard, and there are people that hold on to every word you say and feel that, well, if she does it or he does it, then it's okay. And you're right, Tasha, grown men and women, but grown men, rather, in the case of the St. Vincent one that I played the clip of, emotional. And they say women are emotional. Totally agree with you, Tasha. Totally agree with you. Do better, politicians. If you not have no self-control, you have to have 
and you not have no thick skin, stay out of certain arenas. It's not for you. All right. Those were from the international scene. And now for stories out of North America. A Canadian man is charged in the deaths of more of three more indigenous women. Story courtesy of NPR.org. Police alleged on Thursday that a Canadian man previously charged with murdering an indigenous woman also killed three other women, two also confirmed to be indigenous and one believed to be. Jeremy Skibiki was charged May 18 and kept in custody after the partial remains of Rebecca Cantor, 24, were found in a garbage bin near an apartment building. Cantor lived in Winnipeg but was a member of the Ochi Chak Kosipi First Nation, also known as Crane River. Police at the time said they were not ruling out more victims. On Thursday, they said Skibiki is now charged with first-degree murder in three other deaths in the same short period in the spring. Police said Morgan Beatrice Harris, 39, Mercedes Myron, 26, were killed in the first week of May. Both women lived in Winnipeg and were members of Long Plain First Nation. Police said a fourth woman, unidentified, but believed to be indigenous, is thought to have been killed on or about last March 15. They released a photo of a jacket similar to the one she had been wearing. It's always unsettling whenever there is any kind of serial killing. It does involve indigenous women. We're very sensitive to the whole missing and murdering of indigenous women. And investigations and inquiries continue. Our next story, five gang members plead guilty to the murder of Bronx teen Lasandro Jr. Guzman Feliz. Story courtesy of BallerAlert.com. In connection to the murder of Lasandro Jr. Guzman Feliz, five alleged Trinitarios gang members entered guilty pleas to first-degree manslaughter charges. The five men are the most recent to be charged for the brutal murder of the 15-year-old that was caught on camera at a Bronx bodega in June 2018. On Wednesday, the Bronx District Attorney Darcel Clark announced that Ronald Urena Luis Cabrera Santos, 29, Gabriel Ramirez Concepcion, 30, Danilo Payams Pancheco, 26, have pleaded guilty. A fifth defendant, Jose Tavares, 26, also pleaded guilty on November 16. According to reports, 14 Los Suarez Trinitarios gang members targeted Guzman Feliz, chased him, and dragged him out of a bodega in Belmont. Prosecutors claim that five other gang members repeatedly attacked and slashed the boy with knives and a machete before killing him. Although he was a little innocent teenager, Guzman Feliz's attackers believed him to be a rival gang member. Leandra Feliz, his mother, started a Justice for Junior campaign and released the horrifying video of his murder to demand that her son's killers be brought to justice. According to the district attorney's office, the five men will be sentenced to 12 to 15 years, followed by post-release post supervision. Clark said in a statement, the defendant's actions culminated in the brutal attack on Lissandro Jr. Guzman. Since Jr. was taken from his family, we have been relentless in attaining justice for him. Five men are serving life without parole and 23 years to life 
for hacking the team to death in 2019. Hold on, I'm a little confused here. According to the DA's office, the five men will be sentenced to 12 to 15 years. But then it says five men are serving life without parole. Which is it? I hope it's life without parole. Because 12 to 15 years would not make any sense. And people are so brazen. You go into a store, drag someone out. You don't care. Gang life is not the way to go, folks. Young people, it's not the way. Parents, I don't know what we're going to do, but we have to get a grip of our kids. We're going to have to make sacrifices. We probably need to go back to the days of, um, if it's a two-parent household, only one person work, and just learn to stay on crooked and cut straight. Monitoring our children. We know what time they get to school. We, we, we're busy. We, we know how to track man. We know if we track a man and we know if we track a woman. We need to track our children. We know when a man stop a one corner shop and he's supposed to reach home by a certain time. Uh, we know how to sniff him down. Men, you know how to search a woman's things. Come on now. We're going to have to do that to our kids. The same energy we have for men, we're going to have to have them for children. If you're in a single parent home, I understand you have to work. You come home, do a check, check everything, them clothes, them bags, under them beds, everything. Let them know that, yes, I have to work, I have to provide, but I am also very much present, interested in what's going on. We can't keep losing our children to gangs because losing them to gangs means that they're going to lose their life. It's just a matter of time. Not many people make it out alive. Not sure what we're going to do, but we have to try something. Some people who have joined gangs say that that's where they found love. So then if that's where they found love, it means that we have to look within ourselves as parents. Are we showing our children love? Love is not giving them everything they ask for. Don't get that twisted. It's not. Are we attending to their emotional, um, attending to their emotional well-being? Are we having conversation with them? Are we getting to know who they are, allowing them to know who we are? Are we being parents or are we being friends? Parents first for me, sorry. You ain't got to like me, but you're going to respect me. Understand that the decisions that I make are for your benefit. Tough love. All right? So, we need to save our kids. Our next story. San Francisco passes law to allow police officers to use deadly remote-controlled robots. Story courtesy of BallAlert.com. The ACLU, San Francisco's public defender, and organizations that monitor the actions of the police had asked the 11-member body to reject the police's petition to utilize such technology. According to the policy's critics, the remote robots would further militarize the police force already too forceful in dealing with underserved communities. 
They further claimed the conditions under which use would be permitted were too nebulous. Supporters contended that having these robots was essential given the high-profile shootings occurring in the city. A modification to the policy clarified that only senior officers would be authorized to use deadly force. Hillary Ronan said, I'm surprised that we're here in 2022. We've seen a history of these leading to tragedy and destruction all over the world. The San Francisco Police Department claimed that for 11 years, it had owned and employed robots for jobs like executing warrants, but had no pre-armed robots or plans to do so. According to Assistant Police Chief David Lazar of San Francisco, the agency might send out robots armed with explosive charges in instances involving active shooters and suicide bombers. Lazar said, we have it as a tool we can use if we have time, have secured the scene, and we weigh out if we want to risk our lives or send a robot. He then used the mass shooting in 2017 at a country music festival in Las Vegas to illustrate the circumstance that might call for using explosives-equipped robots. Supervisors in disagreement claimed the reference to a mass tragedy was a, was a fair tactic used to rubber stamp devices that might be unfairly applied to low-income Black and Latino people. A San Francisco Chronicle investigation found that in 2020, Black residents were roughly six times more likely than white residents to be stopped by the police. Dean uh, Preston, who is a supervisor, said he could not believe what he was hearing. He said that these kinds of tools will deepen the disparities in inflicting deadly force on communities. The proposed policy does not specify how the weapons can and cannot be equipped, leaving the possibility of arming them. Robots will only be used as a deadly force option when the risk of loss of life to members of the public or officers is imminent and outweighs any other force option available to SFPD. According to the new law, police and sheriff's departments must inventory and seek approval for military-grade equipment. Between 2010 and 2017, San Francisco's police department acquired a dozen working ground robots to assess bombs or provide eyes in low-visibility situations. Well, so I guess they voted. Fascinating. So they're going to be using them. I remember it came up. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't think it would go through. But no, remember, my first response, my first initial reaction was no, 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 no. Don't do that. But then I kind of changed to it can be used in, in areas, like they mentioned in the article, um, a person who's bombing or, or violent crime happening and they can't get the police close enough. I'm still not, not warm and fuzzy about this idea because they talked specifically who was going to affect um, people of color. And the, I'm going to say something, I'm, and, and like, no offense meant, there's still very few of us here in San Francisco. It's not a huge, large black population in San Francisco proper. In the outer, um, outer communities, in the East Bay, there's more black areas, but there are not that many here. And they, but they do get policed a lot more than um than the white people in san francisco 
I sometimes I'm just like I don't see the police there. It, wow. it, I can go days without seeing the police department. Like, where are the police? How come I don't see them? Not like I'm hunting them down. <laughs> right. But I don't see them. You know how you, like, if I'm in New York City, I see a cop car drive by every every 20 minutes or so. Or maybe mm. that's too much. But I don't see that here. Um, the, the difference is if I go down maybe three blocks or so, there's a police department. So then I see them returning to the, to the, um, to the department. But I don't see them a lot. So, hell. Uh, my fingers are crossed. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful yeah. that it will be used properly, and it won't be used to to um to go after after our people. And if it does, we'll it'll be in the news. It'll be it'll be very very loud. Yeah. So, fingers yeah. crossed. Fingers crossed and indeed. Thank you, James. Here comes James. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sonette. Thank you so much. Go ahead, James. Good morning, everyone. I'm I'm here to good I'm morning. Here to push back on Sonette. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. No, yeah, remember, remember the other day, like I, I said, like it's, it's not, it's not something that anyone in our community should be comfortable with, because the reality of it in our lifetime, how many things have we heard, like leaders say is not going to happen, and it start happening, right? You know, like remember, like it, it just, just probably ten, fifteen years ago, like. Um, the whole spam thing with your with your with your computer was a no no. Like the, the the tower in the the cell phone tower in terms of tracking location was like a no no. Now in the time that we're living in, you have a location thing on your phone that you you realize even when you turn it off, it's still not off. They're still tracking you. So all of those stuff were promised that we'll never use technology to track you. We'll never do this. And you know, ten years down the line. What they promised is that they, they, they weren't able to keep it, you know. So what's gonna, what's gonna be different about this, you know? What, what's gonna be different about like, you know, what's gonna stop them from saying, you know what? There's like these two, you know, gangs like Crips and Bloods or whatever, and they're uh, outgunning us or whatever. Let's send in the robots for them, and and that's like an entry point for them to 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 to, to just start rolling it out. So no, it's not, it's not something that that we should be comfortable with. And you know the the whole policing because when you do the math, and and what you read like you know blacks are are stopped six percent more than than whites, right? And when you look at that number, that number is not disturbing until you realize the population, and you would look in a population that um, blacks are three percent of the population. So just imagine <clears throat> if you are three percent of a population. And you are stopped six times more than a population that is 97%. That they're looking for you. That that's what it sounds like to me. They're they're searching for you. Because <laughs> there, there's there's 97 there 97% more chance that you can go stop like um someone that's not a black person, but you end up stopping black people um six times more. So yeah, the number the number doesn't add up. So it just seemed like like targeted, like profiling, mm. and we, we we can't be comfortable with that. I I agree that it's it would be good in terms of protecting police from getting shot in certain situations, but who are protecting black people? You know, who are protecting people who are driving to work, who have a licensed firearm that you are allowed to, who have a, a, a legal firearm which you are allowed to have, and 
your shot just because whatever when they can disarm like you know white people with assault rifle you know how many of these these mass shooters have they taken down with with after they they kill like 20 30 people they have, they take them without injury and then a, a black person sitting in their car with, with 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 a legal firearm just get shot you know so no can't be comfortable with it all right so let's hope um that common sense which is not so common is exercise let us hope that it is extreme last resort if must be used any at all all right go ahead o'neill and then we're gonna so, move sorry on. so these are robots you're talking about right yeah mm -hmm. yeah i mean some of the points um james made were solid but i think like with everything in life it comes down to so we talk about politicians as if they're a different being they're human beings um in reality laws were made um as redundancies you know the the, the course of action to be taken if in the event of so when you're doing policies and laws when you're coming at robots um the moral standpoint that a lot of people will take is to assure you and that's where the politician comes in i assure you that we will not allow this to happen because they already know uh, what the risks are and they also know how it can be abused so what what we have to i think this is where it comes in we talk about voting and all of that this is where all of those stuff come into play what kind of people are we putting into power um, how do we hold them accountable? Um, how is governance done? Is it is it an authentic? Don't let with that word. Eh? That's all right. Mind uh, for solitary state, or is it you know? Are we is, so if you have a, if you have somebody that has a Trump-like behavior who just is going to breach everything, or if you have somebody who is more level-headed? as a leader. Everything comes down to that. And it comes also come to the time. So after 9-11, the Patriot Act was initiated. Um, SOEs in Jamaica, you know? Um, it, is, it, is, it is how people use the tools. So these robots are tools. So it really comes down to how it is used at the end of the day. And we just have to remember that these are all humans, the people that are making decisions like ourselves. Mm -hmm. I have to try to put rational people in power or try to avoid. I'd also agree with trying to avoid too much technology, too much AI <laughs> in our lives. Yeah. But it's a future still. So let's see. All right. Thank you, Sonet. Thank you, James. And thank you, O'Neill. Next story. Uh, Okay. Mitch McConnell shuts down Donald Trump's presidential bid after his Kanye West meeting. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is not pleased with presidential hopeful Donald Trump meeting with fellow candidate Kanye West. McConnell spoke to reporters following his meeting with President Joe Biden on Tuesday, expressing his disappointment with Trump for having with both West and his white supremacist campaign assistant having meet having met sorry they, they left that out my apologies okay so 
let me start over. McConnell spoke to reporters following his meeting with President Joe Biden on Tuesday, expressing his disappointment with Trump for having met with both West and his white supremacist campaign assistant, Nick Fuentes. There is no room in the Republican Party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. And anyone meeting with people advocating that point of view, in my judgment, are highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States, McConnell told the press. Well, McConnell, you're wrong. These strong comments follow the odd encounter that took place at Trump's Mar-a-Lago club in Florida while hosting the pair. According to Donnie, he only planned to meet with West and was caught off guard when the rapper showed up with three other people that Trump knew nothing about. He claims he was unaware that Fuentes was a Holocaust denier whose YouTube channel was taken down following racist views. He claims the group had dinner, which was quick and uneventful. However, he doesn't see it that way. In a now-deleted video shared on Twitter, the Jesus Walk star said the 76-year-old became irate during their meeting because West asked him to be his vice president, which contradicts Trump's claims of a nice, quiet evening. Former Vice President Mike Pence also called out his former pal for giving the men a seat at the table, considering they, their heinous remarks. Pence believes Trump should denounce Yi and Fuentes, though that has yet to happen. Both West and Trump are vying for the top spot in the 2024 election, which will likely test their long-standing friendship. <laughs> so hold on a second. Let's back up. McConnell. Mitch, Mitchy, you know, we had a dog named Mitch once. Yeah, pretty dog, black dog, nice, shiny coat with long flowing hair. Love that dog. Never forget that dog. Mitch was its name. But it was still a dog. It was Mitch. still a dog. <laughs> yes, Adele, it was still a dog. Yep. So he is saying there is no room in the Republican Party for anti-Semitism or white supremacy. Uh. Donald Trump became president, my friend, in case you forgot. And anyone meeting with people advocating that point of view, in my judgment, are highly unlikely to ever be elected president of the United States. Um, Somebody wake up Mitch McConnell for me, please. He seems to be sleeping. He must have been sleeping while Trump was in office. He forgot that Trump is affiliated with white supremacy. You know what? <laughs> yeah, but mo moments. Maybe he never finished the sentence. Maybe, maybe he was supposed to put again, and he forgot <laughs> to put it again. But, gobble, gobble. Yeah, but to add to that, though, this is the same Mitch McConnell after January sixth that spoke and says what Donald Trump did or what happened on that day was he ranted and he was angry. But mm. the same Mitch McConnell after being angry, never vote for the impeachment. Same Mitch McConnell. So, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know. I'm no disrespect. I have a grandmother that lived until she was 90. Well, that 1991, she was, she, her acumen was still very, you know, she was very good and still, you know, she could converse and think and act. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like how you're a Mitch, the, I'm talking about a puppy. <laughs> like that, you know, <laughs> leopard zone changes, but who knows what's happening with <laughs> Gosh, Mitch, have several seats, please. High courts to rule on Biden's student loan cancellation plan. 
story courtesy of the Associated Press via WSVN out of Miami. The Supreme Court agreed on Thursday to decide whether the Biden administration can broadly cancel student loans, keeping the program blocked for now, but signaling a final answer by early summer. What on earth? That's about two months before the newly extended pause on loan repayments is set to expire. The administration had wanted the court to order that would have allowed the program to take effect even as court challenges proceed. The justices did not do that, but agreed to the administration's fallback, setting arguments for late February or early March over whether the program is legal. President Joe Biden's plan promises $10,000 in federal student debt forgiveness to those with incomes of less than $125,000, as we know, or household earnings less than $250,000. The Congressional Budget Office has said the program will cost about $400 billion over the next three decades. More than 26 million people have already applied for the relief, myself included, with 16 million approved. But the Education Department stopped processing applications last month after a federal judge in Texas struck down the plan. All right, Texas. Thank you, Texas. Love you, Texas. <sighs> yeah, so let's see how that goes. Hope everything works out in the favor of us who are looking for that relief. Yeah. Our next story, courtesy of CNN, Atlanta school under federal investigation after allegations principal assigned black students to classes based on race. The Department of Education's Office for Civil Rights has launched an investigation into an Atlanta public elementary school after allegations the principal was assigning black students to certain classes. In the letter provided to CNN, the Office for Civil Rights said it will investigate allegations of discrimination based on race and whether Atlanta public schools subjected students at the school to different treatment based on race. It will also look into whether the district retaliated against the complainant. The Office for Civil Rights launched its investigation November 14, according to a letter sent from the Department of Education to Atlanta Public Schools. The inquiry by the federal government comes more than a year after a black mother filed a civil rights complaint with the office, saying her children's elementary school placed black students in separate classrooms from their pairs based on their race. In a September 2021 interview with CNN parent Kila Posey, who has two children at Mary Lynn Elementary School, alleged that during the 2020-2021 school year, Principal Sharon Briscoe designated two second grade classes for black students without the consent of families, while white students were able to be placed among all six second grade classes. Posey and Briscoe are both black. According to the initial complaint filed by Posey, the assistant principal at the school admitted in a recorded phone conversation in August 2020 that she was aware of the class separation Briscoe created, noting class lists are always tough, and that she wished the school had more black children. The district's chief academic officer, also acknowledged in a recorded conversation in March 2021 that Briscoe admitted to designating classes for black students. Posey told CNN's John Behrman in September 21 
that she found out about the school's practice when she requested her child be placed in a certain teacher's class. Briscoe, she said, told her that was not a black class and that her daughter would not have anyone who looks like her in the classroom. <sighs> Wait, what year is that? Um, yeah, what is... Go ahead, O'Neill. Go right ahead. Ah, this isn't to the last part of the conversation. And, I, and I'm wondering... Because I believe integration is maybe the worst thing that happened to us. But anyway, I'm wondering if the teacher decides, if the principal decides, so I get it. I get the whole thing of discrimination and where they're looking at going with the case. But if, if there's a school with 300 kids and out of 300 kids, 20 kids are black. And in those... So 300 kids are divided among 10 classrooms, 30 kids per class. There are going to be classrooms that are going to have all white kids because there are more white kids than black. Now, if that principal decides that I don't want to put, she could put one black child per class because she's trying to look like she's integrating, which means 20 kids in 20 of the 30 classrooms are going to have at least one black kid in it. Or she could say, let me take 10, at least 10 of those classes and put at least two black kids per class. So when that parent says, I want my child to remove from both of those 10 classes and put my one child in a room with, full of white kids, what I'm getting from the last part, especially the last part there, is that the principal is saying, hey, I don't want to put your child in a room full of kids that there's nothing, that, well, not, not, not nothing, but there is from a, from a cultural look in the mirror perspective, that child would see nobody that resembles they, what they look like. And chances are those kids may have you know, start different, like culture shock, in a sense. When I go to France, I'm into a space full of people speaking French. I'm not looking at color, but I'm just in a space. It, it can be a culture shock. So in other words, I can potentially see, with all trying to look at the good intent, what that particular administrator was trying to do, looking at it from a good intent perspective. Now, if it's proven that the intent was ill, and it was, a, it, was, it was done because she's trying to separate black kids, to put all the black kids in one class, and there's no mix at all, right? If she created, if she created a classroom of only black kids, so if there was 30 black kids, 300 kids, 10 classes, but one of the classrooms was all black kids, and the rest, the rest of the nine was all white kids, then I would say where that's just a definite separation and the you know thing. But yeah, I don't. I think I think okay. I think I can't see the good intent in it. Okay. I'm looking from that side. Okay. All right. I'm gonna hold my comment. <laughs> no, I want to hear Our your comment. No, I don't hold differ my from comment. mine, and I, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm just saying I'm trying to see the good intent. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I, but I and that's, what we're, that's what we're supposed to do. Find 
I, I like um Sonette's phrase, the, the silver lining. Find the silver lining in everything. Um, population. Um what does it look like in the school? Um, what you definitely don't want. Oh, I should let you know though, in Atlanta, the demographics are as follows in the public schools, predominantly black. According to recent data as of October 2021, the racial demographics of Atlanta public school students are 72% black, 16% white, 8% Hispanic, 3% two or more races, 1% Asian, and 0% American Indian. Um, <clears throat> so I'm just thinking about my family. We, when we lived in Atlanta, my number one thing, right, was quality of education. So ended up in Gwinnett County. Then again, quality of education ended up in North Gwinnett. Excuse me, I do apologize. It was important to me that we lived in a um, school district. What do you call it? A, that's how they're rated. A, right? They're two alphabets. So whatever the top um, ranking is. Yeah, that's where we chose to live. Because I wanted to know, excuse me. I apologize. I wanted to know that my children were going to be able to have access to the best education, right? So it was never a concern to me, quite frankly, the racial makeup of a classroom, if the teacher was white or black. That was never a concern of mine. Um, and I never made it a concern of mine. What was my concern, as I said, is the quality of education. And I want to say, I'm speaking for my husband as well. That was our concern right we wanted to know that wherever we were going to be laying our head down was a safe environment i didn't care what the demographic looked like asian white black latino was not my concern my concern was the type of people their character that i was going to be living amongst right now it so happened that where we ended up living um was predominantly caucasian and i, I want to say caucasian then asian then latino and then you have indian blacks made up the least right of the makeup of the school that they went to it was again was no concern of mine what was of concern the quality of education now, I'm sure that there were some classes where there were no black children. And you can't avoid that. You cannot avoid that. Um, what would be a problem? And then, back here where I live now, it's predominantly Latino. The school is 98% Latino. Then you have the, the, the other 2% is a mix of Asian and blacks right so again they're in a setting where they're not the majority um wasn't my problem i never focused on that my focus was on the quality of education that they're getting that is my focus i don't care what the classroom makeup looks like 
and probably I should care. I don't know. Now, um, if a teacher is going to deliberately put every black student in one classroom and only in that classroom is black, that can look like segregation. And you have to be careful with that, right? You have to be careful. The optics of how it looks and the message that you may be sending, whether subliminal or blatant, you have to be careful. Um, so if she did that, that was wrong. Now, if it just so happened that that's where they ended up, well, what can I say? But, um, yeah, this is a touchy situation depending on the zip code you live in, depending on the school zone you live in, what the demographic is. If there is a limited number of minority students, you know, you spread them as much as you can. And if you can't, what are you going to do? Now, is this a matter of racial? This is, a, is this a racial matter? I don't know. Honestly, I really don't know what to say. I think I need more information, meaning can I see a case study over a span of, say, five years? Is this what has been happening in five years where for five years there is always this group of black students in one classroom by themselves? They're not allowed to integrate with the others because they look different. Now, if that's the case, that's a problem. Then I will say, yes, there is a huge race problem. So I'll say there's a race problem on two counts. One, if the case study reveals that over a period of time, this is what happens. And two, if she's deliberately putting them in a class so that they can be amongst people who look like themselves. Now, for me to say that um, I don't agree <laughs> with mixing, I'd be a hypocrite. Um, I can't say that, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, um, I don't know. Fortunately, unfortunately, I really don't know. Because as I've told you all before, my family's mixed up. Marlon's family's mixed up. We're all mixed up. So I can't say I prefer this or I prefer that, you know, or um the eliminating of segregation was wrong i really don't know i believe number one we're human beings we're we all belong to one race the human race and if we operated that way there wouldn't be so much division and hatred and bitterness amongst each other as human beings you know so that's it Anil. that's my two cents <laughs> i'll just say this right um, I just said, I think there need to be more evidence in the situation. I mean, I'm just, I made my statement based on what you read. Mm -hmm. I jumped out mm -hmm. from the statement, especially the last part about the lady. Obviously, somebody was recording her. Right. Um, it's, you know, it seems like it was premeditated to, you know, entrap her into the scenario. That's one. Two, um, she said, and it sounds to me somebody genuinely trying to create an environment that is conducive to all. Because she's like, you want your child to go into that room, but that's not a black class. That sounds racist. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. maybe just run trust a word. She's maybe saying, you know, 
that classroom is just 100% white kids based on the, because she did say she wished she had more black kids. That's why right. she said that. So even though the demographic shows 72% blacks in, in, in public schools, that particular school maybe just happened to be one that there's more black, um, there's more white kids than blacks. And that's what I got. So that's the perspective. Okay. Fair um, enough. That's why I said what I said. Right. Because um, I'm trying to look at the good intent to say, okay, there's a possibility that the population is higher percentage of white kids. And um, she's maybe saying to the parent, hey, if I put your child in that class, that child is going to be in a classroom where there's no other black kid. And the reason why I put the child in the other class is because there are two or three black kids in that class. And I feel like, because that, in other words, if the research, if, when the investigation comes back, it was, I don't know what the class ratio in the United States is, but say there was 15 kids in the classroom, 10 was white and five was black. And the other classroom is 15 white kids. And the principal is saying, I'm going to take your black kid and put in the classroom and he's going to be the only black child in that entire class. I think it's maybe safer to have him in the classroom where at least there's white and black kids. So he has kids that look like him in the classroom along with white kids. That's what I got mm-hmm, out of mm-hmm. what I heard. Okay. Uh, Javed, don't totally agree with me. <laughs> 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 but um, in addition to that, that it relates to integration and, seg- and segregation. I don't believe in segregation from the perspective of white people better than and access to to, to, to access to resources and stuff like that. I believe in I believe in segregation, maybe the same way Marcus and all of them looked at it, as I've said this before. Segregation kind of creates, it's like you live in a community. When I was growing up, I couldn't go to nobody's yard. I was segregated from going to other people's yard. Mm-hmm. Right? My parents say you can't, you don't go to people's yard, they are yours. I've, we, we would welcome people to visit us, but we weren't freely allowed to go to visit others. Right. And then whenever there's an exchange of me going to somebody's house, it's specific moments, a birthday party, you're invited to the person's house, like you don't overstay your welcome. You spend one hour, you spend two, you come back. And there was some level of respect and honor. Like, that came from that value systems, you know, how you value your house, the value, the, 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 the regulations and what you're taught at your house. And when you go somewhere else, uh, so there is a method to that madness. Mm-hmm. And it's not about color because like yourself, my great grandfather was a white Scottish man by my mom's side. Right. My mother's maiden name is Crutchley. It's a Scottish name, white people name. You know what I'm saying? My, my, my grandmother, have some Indian thing. My father's mother is maroon, and so we're all, especially from Jamaica, we mix up, you know, in terms of race and color and all of that stuff. So I don't see color, but then I also still can understand that there's a reason why there's a there's a there's a in Asia there's a place called China. Also in Asia there's a place called India, right? Um, there's no place called Caucasia, but we all know that Europe 
is the Caucasians. Um, Africa is the only place on earth where black people don't want to say we're Africans and we're black and this is where our ancestral and heritage and we don't have a place. There is a reason for India and China and all these different countries that align with Indians and Chinese or whatever. There's a reason for it. There's a method to the madness. I yield. All right. Thank you so much, O'Neill. Appreciate you. Okay. Next up. Warnock holds a narrow edge over Walker in final undecided Senate contest. And election day is on the 6th. In the final undecided Senate contest of 2022, Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock of Georgia holds a narrow lead over Republican challenger Herschel Walker. Among those likely to vote in a runoff election Tuesday, according to a new CNN poll conducted by SSRS. The survey shows that Walker faces widespread questions about his honesty and suffers from a negative favorability rating, while nearly half of those who back him say their vote is more about opposition to Warnock than support for Walker. Voters modestly more positive um, views of Warnock and a firmly committed base of supporters appear to boost the incumbent in the new poll. Overall, 52% of likely voters say they plan to support Warnock in Tuesday's runoff and 48% pick Walker. Partisans on both sides are deeply entrenched, with nearly all Democrats 99% behind Warnock and 95% of Republicans backing Walker. Independents break in Warnock's favor. 61 percent to 36 percent but make up a relatively small slice of likely voters 17 percent compared with 24 percent in a cnn exit poll of voters in the first round of this contest last month warnock finished narrowly ahead of walker in november but without the majority of the vote needed to avoid a runoff white voters remain broadly behind walker ahead of tuesday's election 69% support him with 30% backing Warnock in the new poll, while black voters likely to cast a ballot next week are near unanimous in their support for the Democrat, 96% Warnock to 3% Walker. Those divides are similar to the racial split in the 2021 runoff during which Warnock initially won his seat, when 93% of black voters backed him while 71% of white voters favored his Republican opponent. Then Senator Kelly Loeffler, according to CNN's exit poll. Um, Uno cannot make Herschel going. I'm surprised that um, they are concerned about his <laughs> lies. <laughs> oh, boy. I am truly concerned. I'm amused, rather. I'm not concerned. I'm amused that they are concerned about him why did they put him there in the first place they should have rejected him and you know we, we, this saying is so true we'll cut off our nose to spite our faces and that's something so you know you don't really care for walker but you're gonna vote for him just because you oppose then in a better you not vote Really? Isn't it better not to vote 
than vote for someone you don't care for just to send a message that you oppose the other person. I don't know. I don't know. I'm probably messed up in my head. But that just don't make no sense to me. You don't like the person. You don't have to vote for them, even though you're a Republican. You don't have to vote for your, the rep representative that was shifted from Texas to, to, um, to Georgia. All in a plan to try and have some kind of control. Well, on a half control of on self. Oh, sorry, O'Neill. I'm so sorry. Go no, ahead. I was going to say that. You know what? It's very disappointing for me as an adult. Growing up in Jamaica where tri political tribalism was at its, as a rife as a kid and as a teenager. Um, and hearing the stories of 1980, because as a... I was a baby then, maybe. Um, the stories of 1980 and the deaths and people being killed for wearing the wrong color clothes, etc. There was always reference made, like I remember in the 90s. When people talk about political tribalism, they'll talk about the United States and all the Republicans and the Democrats don't cut each other's throat. And it was always an example of how politics should be, irrespective of your your leaning right and it's now sad to see that i'm as a, i'm older and i'm looking at united states of america and tribalism political tribalism is rife <laughs> and and that's the disappointment because i'm saying the country that taught democracy at the, there was a there was a time and i can say there was a time when there was an example that you could look to, especially when it relates to tribalism. You'd have two people who are of two different political lineage in the same house. I could remember these two people that used to come on CNN, this, this bald-headed white guy and his wife. And they were, the, one was Republican and one was Democrat. And they both do watch the channels and see them talking their points. But they're, but, and they're not at war. America seemed to be on the brink of a civil war on a political tribal basis of that's why January 6th happened kind of thing. And that's sad because for the country that's you now going around touting and trying to tell other countries that they need to be democratic and other countries that they're not doing politically right. Mm -hmm. It's hypocrisy <laughs> at its highest. Thank you so much, Anil. Yes, you are right. Kanye West's Twitter account has been suspended after Elon Musk says it violated rule against incitement to violence. Story courtesy of CNN Business. Kanye West's Twitter account was suspended this morning. Yep, I tried my best. Despite that, he again violated our rule against incitement to violence account will be suspended, Musk tweeted in a reply. CNN could not confirm which specific tweet prompted West's suspension. However, earlier last evening, West, who has legally changed his name to Ye, tweeted an altered image of the Star of David with a swastika inside. The tweet follows a series of anti-Semitic comments made by West in recent months, which have destroyed business deals in which the musician was involved, such as a partnership with Adidas. All right. On to something I'm looking forward to. Health news. Oh, hey, okay. who's that? Who's that? No, go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
So my coworker today, this morning, asked oh, me Lord. that I see um, Yeezy, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. because he made a comment about loving um, the H guy. I won't say his name. Yes. Right? Yes. But mm-hmm. I didn't see it. But what my other co-worker said to me, and you guys know why I'm saying the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, he didn't just say that he loved. He dragged out the word love. That he loves the H guy. So I think that could be another reason why his account was suspended because I don't think that Elon Musk would have been able to keep um, his business (laughs) (laughs) if he would have left um, Z open to say anything else Mm. on his platform. And I yield. Yeah. So according to the report, um, a report that I saw also, seems as though he's fascinated he he has or was fascinated with the age guy you know what wine drinkers who needs a bottle of wine huh who needs a bottle of uh, wine? can i say something quickly yeah very quickly about Kanye. so honestly speaking i personally so i can take the things that Kanye say that i could have encrypted as I decoded and um, in the past um, and when we're in the last couple of weeks of the uproar and the Kyrie and you know all of that stuff but I just think at this point I think Kanye is either a super duper troll not even a regular troll I think he's trolling um, or he is really mentally insane and this has nothing to do with freedom of speech and this has nothing to do with um i mean you're free to love whoever you want to love if you want to love the h guy that's your business i I can't tell him not to love the h guy just like i can't tell someone not to love allah or not to love jesus or not to love buddha or on all of that kind of stuff but i think him publicly knowing what the repercussions of his action is it's I think it's it's now as if he's at a point where he's just going to do the most outrageous things. He's like a child that wants attention. And I believe he's beyond redemption now. I personally (laughs) going to say it. I think Kanye at this point in time is just doing Kanye. Um... As a matter of fact, I'm not even going to pay attention to anything he says or do any going further. That's why I moved on to the wine story. <laughs> yeah, no, I figured. But I mean, you know, for the for just for the conversation's sake, I just think um, at this point, everything that he has done from the day I heard that he was going to meet to Donald Trump to everything that transpired after that, and everything that has transpired after that. Uh, yesterday, I was on Twitter and he was like, "Oh, Elon, free speech." He tweeted that you know, something about free speech and, and all of that stuff. And I guess he thought that Elon was just going to not do anything and, and, and play his game with him, right? I mean, yeah. again, I am not even here to debate 
anti-Semitic or debate Jews or right. nothing of that sort. It's, it's not even that position I'm coming from with Kanye anymore. Yeah. I'm just seeing somebody who is just a lunatic and crazy. <laughs> because I am not, for example, sexuality, I am not of a particular belief or or, or support system as it relates to certain things sexual. But I don't need to go out there and try to preach and tell the entire world what my sexual beliefs are and what theirs should be. Right. And at this point, I think Kanye has crossed that line where he's now deliberately. If I think he had made errors in the past and those mistakes, I think now he is deliberate. Mm. He must be up to something. And yeah, I'm going to have a glass of red wine on that one, okay? Stay tuned for Moments With Me Wine, the distillery coming soon. <laughs> wine drinkers have better memory health, according to new study, and because of this report. Yeah, so I want everybody to have better memory health. Wine drinkers everywhere have beat the wino allegations, as a new study proves consuming the beverage can help prevent memory loss. So would you like white or red? What's your preference? Let's start there. Uh, do you prefer uh, what you want? A Merlot, Sauvignon. <laughs> What's your preference? <laughs> well, according to a study recently published in the American Academy of Neurology Medical Journal, consuming the flavonols, the antioxidants found in wine, can greatly slow the rate of cognitive decline. Flavanols protect cells, including neurons. Therefore, they are believed to influence cognitive health significantly, explained Dr. David Katz, who was not involved in the analysis. Okay, I'm going to send everybody a bottle of St. Michelle uh, wine, or uh, do you prefer, what's the other one? Um, cupcake wines, or you prefer Josh wines, whatever. Let me know. We're all going to no, drink it's, more um, wine. Let me tell you the one. It's Barton. Bar Barton. Bart, what's the pronunciation? It's Barte, Barte Neuro. That's let the best. Me, let me tell you something. You know what I've discovered? That sometimes the cheaper wines taste better. It's not expensive. No, I didn't say champagne. Me I never said. Me, <laughs> I said Barte Neuro. It's not. Trust me. It's not out of your pocket. Oh, you know my pocket still. My pocket shallow. Coffee. Yeah, it's, it's a very, it's affordable. <laughs> a package, hello. No, it is affordable, Michelle. I, I mean, I, I like expensive taste, but this one is affordable and it's a very good wine. I have it's tasted like, some expensive like, ones that don't taste good. I've tasted mid-grade that don't taste good. We also them buckle the cost under $20. Yes, book a sister up. Yeah, it's a, it's a, the ones that are expensive that don't taste good, it's relative to, you know? Because there are certain wines, I mean, a champagne is a wine, um, that it, it really depends on your taste profile. And also, it also depends on what the wine is paired with. That will bring Cheese. <laughs> so, anyway, I'll, I'll eat it. <laughs> so, let, let me finish the story. So, um, this is not the first time wine has been linked to quality memory well-being. In November 2020, a study published in the Journal of Alzheimer's Disease also suggested that consuming wine and cheese could protect people from age-related 
memory problems. So with this in mind, the next time someone complains about your drinking habits, tell them you are protecting your mind. Marlon, I need a kiss. Thank you. Ah, can we go more wine shopping, please? So have your reds with your, your red meat, your, your steaks, okay? Have your whites with your chicken and your fish, okay? And make sure you have the right glass as well, okay? Know which glass is for your red and your white versus your rosé and your, you know, all of that. Get your glasses in order. Yes, more wine. <laughs> I'm loving this report. Why can't we have more reports about, you know, the benefits of alcohol? Wine is good for you. I don't care what no, nobody no, wants to say. Remember. I'm sure I remember, remember Jesus said water. Amen. They can tell the people they're going to talk about yeah. a grape juice. Then wine is uh, one. No, fermented grape juice. Right. And, <laughs> and I was about to say again to that. In honesty, though, in all honesty, I think it's just, you just, you just it's moderation in terms of yes. you can anything. But wine is actually, I believe, one of the healthiest drink. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. That was, that was, yeah. Well, we'll create it, make it, yes. whatever. Yeah, it yes. is. No one give me anything. Send me a bottle of wine. Oh, yes. Yeah. And just drink, <sighs> you just drink enough water to hydrate and to help. It, it, to help it to flow to the right parts of the body. But not only that, not only with wine, O'Neill, with any alcoholic beverage, for every yeah. glass that you're having, have a glass of water. With and the other one that I'd recommend is cognac. It's also oh. made from wine. It's also made from grapes, people. <sighs> Cognac. So, yes, you can have. Do you cognac. burn your cognac, O'Neill, before um, you drink it? It depends. I, I like to have it neat, just without yeah. ice. Um, mm-hmm. But it all depends on which brand and what quality. Okay. Yeah, yeah. burn your cognac, folks. If you smoke yes, and, cigars, and, dip and your cigar you, in it. Yeah, I'm just telling you guys, like, Hennessy's not it, okay? <laughs> but not the cheap one. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody need white Hennessy, hook, I, I, I can hook you up. Let me know. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, no need to panic because you can't get white Hennessy on the shelves in the U.S. Just letting you know. No need to panic if you lose your ID before a flight. Here's what you should do. There are many traveling nightmares people never want to experience, and like losing your ID is one of them. But officials know these things happen and may still allow you to fly. If you have lost your identification, travel experts suggest you arrive at the airport as early as possible because you will need additional time to be interviewed by TSA officers to confirm your identity. Travel and leisure say the first step is to explain your situation to an airline representative at the counter. And it is best if you provide them with additional forms of ID, such as a credit card, photo business card, student ID, or even a piece of mail that has your name on it. From there, the airline representative can issue a boarding pass with a note saying, you do not have an ID. When you arrive at the security checkpoint, likely you will again have to explain your situation to TSA agents and an agent will will likely take you to a second room for additional security screening. The TSA officer may ask you to complete an identity verification process 
which includes collecting information such as your name, current address, and other personal information to confirm your identity. If your identity is confirmed, you will be allowed to pass through. When it comes to international travel and lost identification, it can be a bit tricky. Passengers are advised to contact the local U.S. Embassy to get assistance with recovering your passports. It's at that country's discretion to allow you to fly or not. If your ID is stolen, you should make a police report, which can help make traveling easier. It's also a good idea to take a picture of your ID and passport and store it in a safe area on your phone. The most important thing, though, is remain calm and courteous throughout the situation. No need to get belligerent or angry, all right? You can get help. So that's for those who are traveling just in case. Our next story on the world sports scene. Some clothing choices have caused a stir at the World Cup, courtesy of NPR.org. Qatar warned about clothing restrictions for this year's World Cup, and fans are finding out that officials were not bluffing about cracking down. FIFA's stadium code of conduct for this year's event put into effect in July prohibits fans from bringing in tools or weapons as well as flags or other materials that are deemed political or discriminatory. It also advises that any helmet or mask that covers the face besides a medical mask and or national or religious headwear is not permitted. Additionally, it bans being in a state of undress and the removal of clothing to reveal intimate body parts. This or The specifics of those definitions are somewhat vague. In a country such as Qatar, where dressing conservatively is encouraged, it could mean something more modest than what other cultures are accustomed to. But, at least a few times, controversial outfits have slipped into stadiums. There are a few instances where clothing choice has caused a commotion at the World Club. Iranian fans have used clothing, both holding and wearing it, to protest the death of Masa Amini, the young woman who died in custody of Iran's morality police, who arrested her for wearing what they considered inappropriate clothing. A fan wearing a shirt that read, Woman, Life, Freedom, at the Iran versus Wales match last Tuesday, was made to change before she could continue to watch the game because the words are a Kurdish slogan for women's rights protesters. A protester held up an Iran soccer jersey with Masa Amini's name and her age, 22, printed on it before the same match. Okay, I'm just going to say this once and for all. Follow the people, them rules. Are the people, them country, them lay down them laws. Why on the one go bend up the people, them thing? They are trying to maintain decorum and order. And you know something? Certain clothing with certain things printed can ignite something to go down. It can be a way to instigate. And you've got to be careful. Them said them no want certain things left. Find something neutral for wear. No flag. No way I carry the flag in there for. Them say enough to take off your shirt. Where you want to take off your shirt for wear it for? We are just so disrespectful of other people's cultures. And we spoke about this already twice. We don't need to go into detail any further. 
Oh boy, gonna take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we have Believe It or Not and Entertainment Stories. Man, man. Look at the sky. Oh, I'ma shoot them one by one, got five sides to me, something like a pentagon Strike with the forces of King Solomon, letting bygone be bygone, and so on and so on I'ma teach these cats how to live in the ghetto, keeping it retro, smack from the gecko, lay low Let my mind shine like a halo, for politics with ghetto senators on the D-low so much for tuning in to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. We're inside the Friday mix. A mashup of songs today. Hope they help to put you in a good mood. No, you gon' lose it. This new Snoop shit. Come on, baby boo, you got to get into it. Gon' fool with the player with the cool whip. Yeah, yeah, you know I'm always on that cool shit. Walk to it, do it how you do it. Have a glass, let me put you in the mood. In. Little cupid, looking like a student. Long hair with your big fat booty. Back in the days, you was the girl I went to school with. Had to tell your mom or sister to cool it. The girl wanna do it, I just might do it. Hit her off with some pimp, pimp fluid. Mommy, don't worry, I won't abuse it. Hurry up and finish so you can watch Clueless. I laugh at these niggas when they ask who do this. But everybody know who girl that you is. Come on, Pharrell, sing to me. See my baby bullshit, I get foolish. Smack a nigga that tries to pursue it. Homeboy, she taking shit. Pharrell, Pharrell, Pharrell. He don't age. What is he drinking? Ah, let's go down a little bit with some Annika Mosey. Thank you so much to everyone listening online on QMZRadio.com. Thank you to everyone tuned in on JanoRadio.com. And thank you everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Oh, it's Friday, folks. Have some fun. Get yourselves ready for the weekend. Hope nobody has to work. But 
But if you have to work, don't worry. You can just log on to QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through the day. Or you can just go ahead and download the John No Radio app and take us on the go. It's always a vibe. Dial emergency number. Still living like that. Coming up tomorrow on John No Radio. The party starts at 12 o'clock. 12. It is DJ Trouble with All Inclusive Saturdays. And then at 4 o'clock, Blazing Saturdays with DJ Simple. And then at 5 30 p.m., it's DJ Simple and Pepita with the check in. And then after that, it's straight into Freestyle Saturday. God made me. We got you. Just go ahead and download the app, J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. He's going to keep it jumping. gonna jump into the weekend this is how we do it this is how we do it it's friday night and i feel alright the party's here on the west side so i reach for my 40 and i turn it up Designated driver, take the keys to my truck Hit the shop cause I'm faded Honey's in the streets, say money, yo, we made it It feels so good in my hood tonight The summertime skirts and the guys in canile The gangbangers forgot about the drive-by You gotta get your groove on before you go get paid So tip up your cup and throw your hands up And let me hear the party say I'm kinda buzzed and it's all because Like nobody does This is how we do it To all my neighbors You got much flavor This is how we do it Let's flip the track With the old school back This is how we do it This is how we do it Alright, let's see if we can squeeze in one more I'm living it up Come on, come on, come on living it up, uh to everybody that be living it up, we say. To so all my ladies that be living it up, uh. Come on, baby, it's your typical everyday one night thing. It's a physical, I'ma love you tonight, gang. Look, calling your name, go jump on in the range and roll over. I just really wanted to hold you. It's time to get to know you. 
that's a good chick Before it's all over, I'ma meet this chick Probably treat this chick more better Cause if you ain't no thugs and ladies go together Pop my collar, partner, who in the spot? Baby, rule in the spot, in the mug, in the watch Love me, half of y'all hate me, half y'all love me The ones that hate me only hate me cause they don't trust me And they say I'm lucky You think I got time to blow all this dough And do all these shows On flight in the llama charging white rug Uh oh, another episode Starbucks barista labels a black customer's drink with the word monkey. A Starbucks barista's job is on the line. It doesn't need to be on the line. It needs to be gone after she shockingly put the word monkey on the drink of a black customer. The incident took place on November 19 inside the Starbucks store. Didn't we talk about this one? Why does this one sound familiar? Or is it my mind playing tricks on me? My mind is probably playing. Probably a repeat. 
Yeah, I don't know why, but she needs to be gone. So the long shot of it all is she wrote monkeys of the because she didn't she couldn't make out the customer's name. And then she said, was it on here or was it on the Rosolo show? Anyway, let me just do a refresher real quick. Real, real quick. The incident took place November 19 inside the Starbucks store in Maryland's Annapolis Mall, Monique Pugh. A customer at the well-known coffee shop placed her order and awaited her drink, as did other patrons. However, Pugh was singled out with the barista failing to put her name on her caramel frappuccino. Instead, she printed the label to read monkey, a common derogatory phrase used to describe black people. Pugh slammed the employee, telling local news stations, WLBT3, the barista should have asked her to repeat her name if she didn't hear it correctly. Not once did she do it. She labeled me what she wanted to label me. Huh. She now believes the label was intentional, considering she was the only black customer in the location at the time. However, Impeccable Brands, which owns the Starbucks location, stated that monkey was printed on the label in error. You explain to me how that was done in error. Did I type in pink shirt and then it just printed monkey? Did I Because if you couldn't hear the person's name, let's say it was noisy. You can't hear the person's name. You could easily say floral shirt, right? You could have done that. Oh, so she probably did that and it printed monkey. I don't know. This technology nowadays just does its own thing, right? Like you'll be typing on your phone and it, you want to put one word and it autocorrects to another word. Yeah, right. Hmm. But listen to this. Here's the kicker. The employee has since been suspended. Impeccable Brands also assured Pew that the company would be implementing additional employee training to prevent further incidents. A Starbucks spokesperson said that while the store operates under its name, it is not run by them. Pew is not pleased with Impeccable Brands' solution or Starbucks's attempt to avoid accountability. It's, you know what? Free, Go ahead, free no, coffee because... for life. Free coffee for life. Uh, I'm going to shut that. I'm going to shut it down. Shut it down. Yellow to Ada. Excuse me. Don't call her out of her name. Only free coffee for life? Oh, the store is going to be mine. Okay. No. Okay, exactly. Store but I don't want to be mine. Store. The I don't store is going to be store. mine. I want, a, oh. I want an entire franchise. That is the store. The franchise is, that the, is store. the store. That's the store. The no, one so, store. So they, but I'm going to get some money on top license. of that. Yeah, they have to grant my license to own... Um, a minimum of one dozen Starbucks stories. And At their have, expense? Yes, and they have to give me funding that I've used to do a program to against discrimination. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, Anil. We need the five lists that carry or the five things, right? Remember that checklist of five mm -hmm. things that Carrie had to complete, meet, yeah. adhere to? <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, we need to have our own damn yes. checklist. You exactly. gotta sit in sessions. You gotta do this. You gotta pay up five hundred thousand. We need to put some things in place when they disrespect us. And then they have to hire me to do a public a public education course across all their Starbucks <laughs> globally. And pay and, you. And pay me. Well, private well. plane. 
private plane. Yeah, that's a, that's a charter jet to take me to each location <laughs> in each city. Yeah. Five star hotels. Only. Five star hotels. Maybacks. Thank and they have you. To give, they have to give away scholarships every year that to part. black kids in different parts of the world. When you're done with them, then sorry. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> maybe they'll establish my own 1% of the company. <laughs> Clean them out. Anyway, yeah. A male warden of a California woman's prison is accused of running a rape club in Dublin. Okay. All right. Let's get into this one. So a male warden is currently on trial for running a rape club in a California woman's prison. According to the FBI, in 2021, Ray J. Garcia, who is 55 years old, was caught with naked pictures of inmates on his dumbass, with his dumbass self, on his government-issued phone at the Federal Correctional Institution in Dublin. I can't even talk. During the beginning statements of Garcia's trial on seven counts of sexual abuse, the court learned why inmates referred to the incidents done by Garcia and other staff members as a rape club. Based on reports, an inmate named Melissa, whose last name was not revealed, claimed Garcia told her he wanted to blank her and repeatedly showed her naked pictures of himself. Prosecutors believe that between 2019 and 2021, Garcia digitally penetrated Melissa, and I learned what digitally penetrated means the other day. Uh, so that schooled me with her fingers, while for with his fingers rather, while forcing her to touch him. On other occasions, Garcia would force Melissa into a prison cell or bathroom, and what? Insert half-eaten, sucked-on candy canes into her. You know where he would always talk about his. You know what. He had sexual fantasies and I allowed it. In addition to the sexual abuse charges, Garcia is accused of keeping victims quiet by offering to assist in their early release. Garcia allegedly sexually abused the woman in unmonitored areas of the prison where he knew there were no cameras. Since being detained in 2021, Ray Garcia has asserted his innocence. He was arrested soon after an inmate accused two staff members of sexual abuse in 2021, which led the FBI to investigate. The former warden is the highest ranking federal prison official to be arrested in more than a decade, and he faces up to 100 years in prison. Good. I hope, I hope he not only faces it, but I hope he gets to serve what? it. Hold on, hold on one second, Anil. The Federal Correctional Inst and, and a fine of $250,000. The Federal Correctional Institution in Dublin is often referred to as Club Fed because it has housed several celebrities, including Patty Hearst, Hollywood Madame, Heidi Fleiss, and most recently, Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman. So I learned, O'Neill, that digital penetration is using your fingers to penetrate a woman or any cavity yeah that's what it is because that's what you're, so your fingers your fingers are called digits yeah so i learned that so fingering is digital <laughs> okay. yeah your fingers are your digits so i learned it when i the first time i read the article read the word or the phrase was in an article was it last week or the week before and i was like what is that and sonette brought me up to speed and yes that's what it is yeah 
is yeah. this in the U.S. or is this overseas? Because you can no, this is Dublin, 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 California. That's Dublin, California. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm thinking Ireland. Oh, when I first, okay. oh, honestly, y'all, when I first, I think when I first UK. read it, I thought the same thing. I was like, so what does it have to do with with um, Dublin and Ireland? But no, I forgot. Right. There's a city called Dublin. Yeah, it's Dublin right here in the USA over there in California. IA. Yep. Mm-hmm. He gonna learn today, indeed, Tasha. He gonna learn today. Wendy Williams is more than digits. <laughs> he gonna get plumbed. Wendy Williams's ex-husband says he's broke and facing foreclosure after alimony checks stopped. Oh, poor baby. I'm. Uh, I feel bad for you. Oh. <laughs> so sorry you have to go through this it looks like it's time for wendy williams's ex-husband kevin hunter to grab a job application from the local waffle house after revealing he is out of cash all because there's no more alimony (laughs) no more alimony from the talk show Guru, yeah, the 49-year-old filed court documents obtained by the Sun that explained that his monthly installments from Williams ceased in February 2022. Now Hunter is requesting a judge order the people handling Williams's finances to resume payments as contractually required under the MSA and severance agreement. He claims that the alimony was his primary source of income. Go get your ass a job. And that most of his bills are now overdue. Oh, pity you. Including his car insurance. Why don't you let your new woman help you out? Oh, she left you? I hope not. What's more troubling is that he can no longer afford to pay the homeowners association fees in his neighborhood. Well, move! And is now facing foreclosure on the home he shares with his mistress turned fiance, Sharina Hudson. So both of you go get a job. You do what you gotta do. Five bags. Have several seats. Sit your ass down. All what list. We are smart. Yeah. Um, Michelle. Yes. Yeah. Well, the energy we were saying if it was a woman who's yes. Alimentes, I, I think you have all money. heard me in here before. Yes. Okay. Minna partial. Minna partial. But it, it, it what is the same way the one with um what what, what was I can't even talk. I'm stammering now. The one that was married to um Mary J. What's what's up with you, man? Come on, man. The both of you. Oh, Mary J. X has a bad name. Him and I mean, this one. I, I'm these like um, one percent of men. I didn't say all men. I pointed out these two only. No, no, no. no that's what I'm saying. So I'm going further. You know, what I'm saying it's like maybe one percent of men. Them need of to 100. go sit on one side. That's what and I mean. I'm not sure if they're really men. You know, in this day and age where we're so uncertain about. I don't Gen- know what they are, but Maybe I don't they're not care really what they classified are. as men. Them what list? That's what they are. I agree with Sonnet. Them are waste man, right? That's so. Thank you for that one, sir. Too much light in this window. Don't wake me up. Only coffee, no sugar. Inside my cup. Dreaming 
big thank you to everyone that tuned in online, listening on QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Thank you so much. And of course, I have to give a special thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you were listening to Coffee in Toe World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram, moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok. Moments with me media, and the me and everything is MI. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend. Whatever you do, wherever you go, I ask you this one favor that you please be safe. And we'll catch you right here Monday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, God willing. Yeah. Gotta thank you so much for the great conversation. Shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Now this song definitely has me in a club vibe, club moon. Alright, QMZ Radio and John No Radio. This is Moments with me signing out. In my mouth, let me lose for words. So I told her back it up like perp, perp. And I made that air jump like jerk, jerk. Yeah. And that's when she say I'm look like, like a lollipop. Oh yeah, like she say I'm like, like a lollipop. Because we kill time I knock her lights out And she still shine I hate to see her go But I love to watch her leave But I keep her running back and forth Soccer team Cold as a winter's day Hot as the summer's eve Young money thieves Steal your love and leave I like the way you walking If you walking my way I'm that Red Bull Now let's fly away Let's buy a place 
with all kind of space. I let you be the judge, and, and, and I'm the case. I'm gutter, gutter. I put her under. I see me with her. No Stevie Wonder. Gonna sign out after this one. She bad, and I got a nigga. Grocery bag. Ooh, baby. I be stuck to you like glue, baby. Wanna spend it all on you, baby. My room is the G spot. Call me Mr. 